Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Inside Florida Racing. I'm Cece Brooks, of course, joined as always by Jack Smith and Rob Bonehead Elding. Rob, how you doing? Man, I'm doing great. Uh, how you guys doing on this? Hey, you know why we open with Southbound? What's that? I love it. You know why we open with that? Why is that? Because back when. Uh, uh, back in the prehistoric days when uh, Rick Angie's and, and myself and uh, we, we had the show uh, Real Racing, whatever we called it back then, Real Racing Talk Radio, back uh-huh. in 1999, 2000, whatever, whatever, that was our intro music. So did it bring back some old memories for you, Jack? Oh, it always does. You never, it always does. We've done a lot of shows using that. Uh, well, that's all that's important. That's all that's important, right? What did you guys do this weekend? I went to the Southern States Bull Riding event at Charlotte County Fairgrounds, and I watched some cowboys get messed up. Oh, yeah, did you? Did you watch the bulls get over on them? Oh, yeah, yeah. One guy got knocked knocked out and his face all bloodied. Yeah, it was pretty intense. You like that kind of stuff, Stacey? I, I like cowboys and, and bull riding. It, it's, it's a nice change. I, I um, The station does stuff with Southern States Bull Riding, and I had a bunch of tickets, so I... Brought a bunch of people have never been to a bull riding event before. I've been several times, and um, you know, so I took them out to show them. Well, speaking of bulls, I've been dealing with uh, bulls turning them into sissies all day. <laughs> oh, you're just such a manly man, you know. I mean, what do you say? Uh, well, you ever heard of Rocky Mountain oysters? Yes, I have. Mm-hmm. I could get you some. We're gonna do some more tomorrow. You want me to get you some? No, that's okay. I'll pass. You can give mine to charity. So, uh, Jack, did you hit any races this weekend? Yes, but before I say that, I have to say, people might wonder, like, why we would even bring up the fact that, like, Cece went to a, a, a bull riding place, or like last week where we talked about going to um, baseball baseball, yeah. baseball games. As a matter of fact, I figured out that this is just Monday night where we talk to each other and see what everybody's doing. Well, it's kind of <laughs> like that, but, you know, uh, if, when you go to, like, Friday night, we went to, uh, Rick and Angie's and myself went and took in a baseball game, the Stone Crabs, and uh, then Saturday night we were at North Florida Speedway for the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series, and uh, <clears throat> which was uh, a fun deal. But uh, it's, it's interesting. When you go to other sporting events, it gives you a perspective, um, you know, a, a different perspective on uh, – what you're doing a lot of the times going to racing. It gives you a different perspective mm-hmm. on the entertainment values and all the other, right? Oh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, there's no doubt. And uh, baseball is pretty hot right now. I mean, everybody loves to watch catch a Rays game, and they did really well over the weekend. And, you know, racing is racing. We love racing, and uh, we keep up with what everybody else is doing. But, you know, sometimes we don't make it to the races. Unfortunately, I was at a funeral on Saturday, didn't get a chance to make it to the races. And uh turns out that... Uh, my wife's grandmother was friends with uh, Jimmy Cherry, who's Michael Cherry's father. I saw him there and uh, saw Red Van's mother and sister. I haven't seen them in a while. So um, remember that I'm, I told you I was related to Sean and Red and all them, and uh, Sean was racing and Red was up there with them, and so they didn't get a chance to go. But I'm sure Sean did well. What I heard he did fourth or something like that. Hmm. Sean... Um he had a pretty good run. Yeah, he, he he survived. Let's put it that way. Uh, it was a it was a. We're going to talk to Billy Osborne here in just a few minutes. He's going to uh, be our, our first guest tonight because um, we have a. He's going to do a little double duty 
Uh, we're going to talk with Billy about the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Of course, he's the race director for the series. He was there, uh, obviously, on Saturday night at um, North Florida Speedway. And then also... Jack, how was the race? Let me hear your end up. Well, let me finish. And then uh, Billy's also going to talk to us tonight at the same time about the uh, news, which is being coming out today, that uh, New Henry County Speedway will open for its very first race uh, in July, on July 18th. Mm, I'm so excited. I can't wait. And uh, the uh, race at uh, Mark, Mark Whitener, I'll tell you, uh, Mark is lucky um, in sort of, uh, I guess, he's going to be with uh, 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 Billy and uh, Joe on uh, Dirt World on Wednesday night. Uh, but uh, Mark was lucky in a way because, I'll tell you, uh, Mr. Keith Nosbridge uh, had a rocket chassis rocket fired, I'm telling you. He, was, he had that race. He had the fastest car. Um, lap 11, he's already starting to come around the back of the field, and he was way ahead of everybody else, and he had a flat tire. Actually, what happened was he got into a little bit of racing going on after one of the restarts. Uh, some, the, he and uh, Biedenbaugh went at it. Uh, uh, Adam uh, went at it, and uh, somehow or another, out of all that, uh, Keith ended up with a flat tire, and Billy probably knows more about the specifics of what happened out on the track than, than I do, of course. But uh, it was a, it was a fun deal. The place was packed as usual. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series, which if 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 it's not known for anything, it is certainly known for bringing the crowds out, and it did again at North Florida Speedway. The place was packed, and uh, fans and officials alike uh, remarked that that was a, a very very big crowd for them. Sounds like you had a good time. Yeah, it was a good deal, man. It's it's a fun thing, I, and I, we'll talk more about that with Billy. As a matter of fact, um, Cece, do you have any announcements mm-hmm. that we could make here while I get Billy on? Sure. Yeah, go ahead. One of the first things I want to do, of course, is uh, mention Fancy Work Embroidery. Uh, Casey Mays and our staff at Fancy Work Embroidery, um, they do take care of the Inside Florida Racing crew with shirts and jackets. And then at Kicks Country, she... Uh, has made up the limited edition C.C. Brooks racing caps as well as making the uh, new staff shirts. And also I had her design some great T-shirts for uh, one of our programs, our weekly top 30 in the Red Hot Spotlight. Wonderful artwork they come up with. Very creative. Casey and uh, Kurt Mays, the designs they do, very reasonable prices and top-notch quality. So if you are looking for some promotional items, um, Hats, T-shirts, bumper stickers, staff shirts, polo shirts, jackets, whatever you are looking for. Even if you want, you know, to be able to have something different to market, like bikinis with your company logo or your race team logo on it, they can do that at Fancy Work Embroidery. Matter of fact, you can check them out online at FancyWorkEmbroidery.com. Oh, now Bill Green has a new place to get his bikinis embroidered. Yeah, where's my T-shirt? Ask him, ask him, Bill, uh-huh. where's your T-shirt? <laughs> All right, let's not waste time with that. Let's talk, okay. we, we're talking, we got a busy man on the line, Billy Osborne, who's getting ready to do trackside tonight in about 45, 50 minutes. Billy. What's going on? Hey, man. We have, uh, before we get to the deal that we want to talk to you about, um, Rob was just asking me some, some my take on the race up at, uh, at uh, North Florida Speedway, uh, United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. You were the man with the with the radio. What was the deal? How did it, how did you see that race? I thought the race was really good once we got started. Um, 
you know, the racetrack, we kind of kept them single file. Uh, but anytime you get like a, a, a different environment as far as the racing surface, I think uh, your biggest key is to get the race started. And once we got it started and got past the first couple of cautions we were going to get by, but we had a 20 or 24 green flag on that run there, which I think was good. I, I think the race, uh, I think it's one of the better late model races I've seen at Lake City. I, I think, uh, to be honest, I think the outcome of the race got changed in a couple of different scenarios. I, I think, uh, I think, of uh, course, Keith Nozick had the car to beat in the beginning, but I still think if things didn't go bad for Adam Beanball, I think Adam Beanball had the car to win the race Saturday night, and mm. that's a bad break for him, but if most people didn't see it or didn't hear it, uh, when Nozick had a flat tire and pulled up to the back fairway to stop, when I, you know, when I called out the yellow on the race fever, uh, Beanball said he heard me say yellow, but he looked up two lap cars that spun in three and four, and he plowed into him and said he had nowhere to go. And I talked to him when the race was over, and I was like, you realize that that cost you the race? He said, yeah, I know. But see, the best thing, the, the only thing that, that Nozick had going for him was the lap cars. When Nozick is, Nozick is so much more talented than a lot of race car drivers. And if race car drivers are listening, don't take that the wrong way. He just works the lap traffic. There's two or three guys in this state of Florida that can work lap traffic really great, and that's Nostic's one of them, and of course I would avoid to be another one. Yeah. And those are guys that have raced without a flagman or with a flagman that never uses the boo over flag. You know what I'm, you understand where I'm coming yep. from? In yep. the world of outlaws or in your, most of your super late model racing, we never use the boo over flag at all. So they, they know how to maneuver the lap cars. They watch them for laps ahead of them and they watch where they're going. But Nozick, what happened to Nozick's left rear tires, him and the 26 B-ball got together like two laps before, and it actually knocked the valve stem off of Nozick's car, and it took a couple laps for it to go down. But I think them two them two uh, deals changed the outcome of the race tremendously. Yep. Uh, I think Whitener was riding in the beginning, but I think if Whitener, you know, everybody could watch Whitener was riding, and he got faster as the show went on. But I think if Beanball was still on the track and Nozick was still to the pace he was at, I think he would have had a three-car battle that could have probably turned out to be one of the best United Earlier Model Challenge races we have seen since last year at East Bay when we had them three and four wide for the lead with less than 10 to go. So yeah. That's something we'll never be able to know. I mean, you know, if, if you know, if, you know, the old saying, if the frog had wings. But. And Ivan and Lloyd wasn't, wasn't I mean, he was uh, running up front uh, in the... Early laps, but he wasn't much of a factor at the. Uh... I think Dent was another one that was riding and saving tires because a lot of guys went out on 21 and a lot of guys went out on 55s on the right rear. And you have to wait for the 55 to come in. That's what Whitener had was a 55 on the right rear, and he was waiting on the tire to come in. And when it came in, everybody saw where the rocket ship he was piling around it. I think that Ivan had the same thing, but Ivan was another one that hit the hole down there and it knocked the rear end out the car. Um, I think that that played another outcome because, like I said, now you might have had a four-car race, you know, for the win. But you know, another one too. Like I tell you something else. I talked to John Kellum like three times since Saturday night. I mean, Kellum ran second. Kellum told me I went with the wrong tire. I had a 21. If I had a 55, it might have been a better show. And he was probably right. I mean, I, I don't know what tire Dylan had on the right rear, but I know Kellum had a 21, and that wasn't the tire selection on lap 40. You, you was you was you was pedaling to try to catch up then, and that's what let Whitener get so far ahead of him. So in the, in a lot of these races in the United Dirt Lake Model Challenge Series, these guys have some uh, some leeway in which tires are available for them to use. So that plays into the, a lot into their strategy for a particular racetrack. Yeah, I, like I like when I talked to Kellum, Kellum said that uh, not mentioning any names, but one of the one of the car owners had walked by him before the A main and said, "What tires you go with on the right rear?" And he said, "I went with 21." The guy said, "You should have went with 55." 
And, you know, I mean, it, it, anybody could just about figure that out because there was only one car owner that finished ahead of him. So you do the math there. But, you know, that's that's the key. I mean, it's, it's all about tire selection. And just like just like Nozick said, I mean, Nozick was on the American Racers, and he told me when the race was over that that right rear tire was not wearing at all. He was you know, Nozick was riding in the beginning, but I think Nozick was looking to, you know, to, to put a lot of lap cars between him and everybody else. And who's like I said, who's to say that he didn't have the car to win the race there? But it, you know, all in all, on the scale of one to ten, I'd give that race about probably about eight. Yep. Um, just 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 to fall back, you know, the, the track the track could have been a little bit better, but it is what it is. We all raced on it. Everybody got through it. I mean, I grade an eight because anytime you don't get more than thirty or thirty-five cars, you got to take a point off of that. Yeah. Um, well, I had a big crowd, man. Yeah, he had a great crowd. Eleven thirty, we hit the curfew. I don't like getting the curfews. Everybody knows me. I like to be done early, but you know, I take I take about a half a point, three quarters. So it's hey, I look at racing a whole lot different. Right Everybody's probably sitting back listening to radio, going, "This guy's a jerk." I thought it was a nine or ten, but you know, I, I I'm just a, I'm just Billy the Kid. Yeah, I would think it would be in the seven to eight. I, I agree with that. Most people don't have a rating system, so at least you've got a rating system there. You can uh, make some uh, clear points about you know exactly uh, what happened. Hey, I see some different names up there at the top uh, that you don't see very. That's often. right. And uh, a bunch of different names in the field. How many cars showed up? We had twenty-seven cars. We had a lot of guys that, that were going to make it, but they couldn't make it. Sugar to. Sugar was coming, but I guess he had something happen at the last minute and couldn't make it. But, you know, I called a bunch of drivers last week, me and Ken both. I know it's so much far to call a bunch of drivers, too. But, you know, there's there's been there's some bad blood around, you know, with that place. So a lot of people just won't go because of that. And, you know, and, and to be honest with you, it's, you can do whatever you want to do to try to talk them into going, and it just don't work. Well, Kellum, that was wonderful for Kevin. It was good to see Sean Smith back in the in the series, racing with the series. That was a good thing. And uh, I was pretty impressed with Dylan Wood. This, this Dylan's is good. Car. This is the same car that Dylan got destroyed at East Alabama, and they sent it off the rock and had it repaired. Then he drove a whole different car. At hey, hey, Billy. Yeah. Yeah, you need to get to move over into the other lane. I know you're driving down ninety five towards Daytona or what something like that, so why don't you move over in the other lane? Maybe we'll get better reception. And on that note Hey, I think we've lost him permanently. <laughs> Thank you, Billy. Hey Billy, Thank you hear me now? There you go. There you go, man. So so listen, man, we're headed to wrap that thing up there. The points deal is that it uh, looks like that uh, Jason Fitzgerald's going to hold about a 10-point lead on uh, the points will be out tomorrow, but it looks like he's going to hold Jason Fitzgerald to hold a 10-point lead over Mark Whitener at the top of the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series Championship points deal. And uh, the series is getting ready to move to two races uh, in Georgia on the same weekend coming up. Well, I think I think you'll see the points get a little bit tighter as we come down the home stretch here because the next race the guys have a decision to make whether you're going to race on Saturday night at Strevin or whether they're going to follow the the, the national late model deal on that Saturday night at Albany. So we'll be able to tell the tell deal who's going to do what that Saturday. You know, Jack Smith, I'll tell you something. I'm excited. I mean, we have the two races to go in Georgia, and then we have one more at Waycross, but everything else is in the state of Florida. And I think you'll see the car count start to pick up. I think you're right. I think for the Powell Memorial, I think me and Ken or, or you, and I think, you know, the same way with Mike, 
I don't think we'll be we'll be uh, either one of us be pleased unless we have over fifty cars, and I think that's capable of doing. Yep. You know, and, and I think I think once you do that, we'll roll off to the Thompson deal, and you still got three races left at Volusia. So you, I mean, you everybody will start to see this thing. You know, everybody looks at the car counts being down, but you know the the car counts are down for both the both the late model series, but. Money's tough for these guys right now. Absolutely. But I'll tell you, as we mentioned earlier, the one thing that isn't down this year for the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series, and that is the fact that it still continues to be a major draw. It brings out the fans. Yeah, that's probably one of the best crowds I've seen at North Florida in a long time. And, you know, I, I know that was probably pleasing for them. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, people are still chasing chasing racing is what I'm calling it. They're chasing them late models. I've seen, I've seen a lot of guys in the grandstand from down this way and, some from the Tampa Bay area, you know, up there just watching Saturday night. And, You're and, exactly right about that. And pretty soon now, to shift gears, Billy, um, pretty soon now we're going to be chasing racing, and a lot of people are going to be chasing racing in a direction they may have not ever thought about chasing, and that is the Henry County Motorsports Park, the whole new racetrack with a whole new ownership and a whole new management is getting ready to open. Tell us what you know. I'll tell you what I know. There's a... Uh... Everybody was worried about the surface on the racetrack, and that's the first thing that me and Ken replaced was the surface. And uh, this surface that we put on there, I'm, I'm very excited about it. You look at the pictures, and the guy came up to me Saturday night in North Florida goes, it looks blue. I said, it is blue. He goes, well, what's the story with that? I said, just wait till you walk on it. I said, you know, it's going to stick to your feet. It's like a blue gumbo, so we're excited about that. But what's coming for Henry County, what I, what I want to say is coming for South Florida is something that I hope South Florida is, is ready for. Um, I think, uh, like I told Ken, we'll, we'll draw some people out of Miami. And I think we'll have the people, they want to support the racetrack. And, uh, you know, the, the things that are going on, the improvements that Ken are making, you know, with the with the, the concession stands and the bathrooms and the bleachers, you know, painting the bleachers and, and just getting the place tidied up. I mean, no matter what, it's always going to be the same racetrack. But, you know, what changes the racetrack is appearance, management, and racers. You know, it don't matter if it's the same place. You got everything else that's different, so it might as well be different. But, you know, Jack, you, you, you talked about, we've talked about this so many times over and over. I mean, do, do I think we're getting a late start? No. A late start would be never opening. You know, a lot of people are sitting back thinking, maybe this place ain't ever going to open. Well, it is, folks. It's going to open. It's actually going to open on July the 18th, and, and that's something that we're all looking forward to. You know, not only me, but I know, Jack, you're looking forward oh, to Oh, absolutely. And everybody down there. Oh, I can't wait. Go down and just check out the new surface. Yeah, so July 18th is the uh, the, the night. Uh, that's uh, Saturday night, July 18th. And uh, if we're at the website yet, Jack? Uh, no, this hasn't. This is the first time it's been public at all. Uh, hasn't been posted any. I, I don't know if it's been posted on message boards or not. I don't think it has. It might have been uh, this afternoon. I told a few people. I'm sure Billy's told a few people, but uh, uh, it'll be out tonight and. Then in uh, in June there's going to be some practice uh, times and and then in July leading up to the race, um, Billy. What are those dates? The 13th and the 20th June, of June. June the 13th, June the 30th, or June the 20th, and then right around July the 11th. But I talked to Ken today, and I think what we should do is this, this June thir- June 13th and June 20th are both Saturday nights. There's July 9th as well, which is a Thursday. Yeah, well, that's, we're talking about doing that July 9th deal just to see how many people actually can come practice. Because, you know, being a racer, people are going to ask yourself, do I want to go practice or do I want to go someplace else and race? But we want everybody to be able to try out the new surface, you know, and, and, and that's what I'm saying. 
by the time June the 13th or June the 13th gets here, we want to be able to have something on. I'm hoping to make some laps on in my pickup truck. Yeah. You know, to help roll it in and get it worked and see what it's going to be like. So, you know, I'm, I, we could be afraid. Larry, the, the, the head guy down there, maintenance, that's putting the clay on the track, actually called me Thursday night and goes, is there a, is there a chance this stuff could be too tacky? Now, as soon as you say, as soon as he says that, it kind of gets your eyeballs around going, whoa, hold on a second here now. Is there a chance to get a dirt track too tacky? Well, if you got tackiness, that's what the racers are looking for. You know, so, and, but the problem is, is that with the tackiness, when it goes away, it's going to black over and flick over like everything else in dirt racing. But you don't want it to start that way. You understand what right, I'm saying? Right, right. Tackiness in, in dirt racing makes traction. Right. And traction makes you go fast. I mean, this might be a chance down there where we get to see a car with the left front wheel off the ground. And, you know, it's, it's all about that, Jack. I mean, you know, we, we're we all doing this together. There's not one There's not one scenario. I think Ken's working the hardest that I've ever seen anybody working because he wants to get this deal done. And I know you've seen that. You've seen the way he's doing things. And you, you can tell it, too. Yeah. Ken's going to be with us at the end of the show tonight, uh, our final guest of the night. We'll be, Ken's going to stop by for five or ten minutes. And, uh, y'all, y'all better give him more than five well, minutes. Well, you know, he said <laughs> he said five minutes, and, I, you know, I just expanded it to ten just right off the bat. You know, it that, takes him ten minutes to say thank you. <laughs> five minutes in ten. You got that right now. Tonight, you got a, you got a single-hand trackside tonight. I know you got to run. So uh, who are you going to have on your show tonight, man? I don't have anybody lined up, man. I didn't do anything. Uh, it's been a bad week for me, and to be honest with you, I was really wasn't even thinking about going tonight. But uh, I'm just a little down in the dumps for things and uh, some personal things in my life. But things will turn around, and we'll get back going. And I don't know. I got 10 miles or 15 miles to go between now and there. I might round up somebody. Well, I, yeah, and I, and I know somebody will call you, and I also know I know you'll get them NASCAR freaks calling you. You could beat up on them for at least a half hour. Yeah, oh, yeah, they'll call, and, and, and I didn't see the race Saturday, but I'll play it real good. There you go. You know, I'll, I'll say, yeah, what happened to this guy or what happened to that guy? But, you know, it's uh, it's a great thing to be in that in that predicament where you're going to get to go do radio and hear people, and it kind of helps me get relaxed a little bit. Uh, spending some time with you guys tonight, uh, it's always a good thing, too. I mean, you know, I'm a hard guy to catch up with. You know that, Jack. One thing, hey, before you – one thing I do want to say – and I wanted to, I, I almost forgot this, but I got to tell you, you know, and, and you know this really, really good too. When we, and you know, of course, I've traveled with the United Dirt Lake Model Challenge Series and, and help with the media and the broadcasting and all that sort of stuff. And of course, Rick, Angie's you, and all all the guys, Tommy Kelly, and everybody, and Rob, and you know, it is a really good team of people that works really well together. You've been traveling around those kind of circuits. Uh, as a group of, with a group of people, probably a lot more than I have. What do you, tell us about what you think of that whole deal. I think we have a really great group of people. I think, uh, to be honest, I think, you know, Ken, when Ken first got started, uh, everybody wanted to be a part of it. And I think a problem was a lot of them didn't understand about dirt racing or how things, you know, to be honest, you, you should have, you know, like me, I'll go in and pretty much run the race fever, run the show, and if anybody has a question, I'll take care of it. You know, it takes the stress off again. And then, same way with Tommy. Tommy's a tech guy. You know, a lot of people got to understand, Tommy says whether you're the winner or whether you're dead last. You know, that job's not easy. You know, it, it's not easy. And, you know, you got Rob, and Rob's a, Rob's a spotter for us. 
bringing in Lenny this year, who me and Lenny have been friends a long time and have him as a pit steward. You know, he's been around racing, so he sees things, and that's what you do. And having you, having you and having Rick Andy, you know, like I told Joe last week, you know, finally I think me and Rick kind of clicked a little bit. You know, we we get along and, you know, we can see you. In the beginning, I don't think Rick knows how to take me, and, and I'm the type of person everybody knows. When I get to the racetrack, I get in racetrack mode. And that mode is I'm there to do a job. Whether, whether, whether you know, we just like Ken says, we make, we make all kinds of mistakes, but the people in the grandstand don't see it. Right, and that and that's what it's about to me. I want the people to enjoy it, whether we go back to them racetracks or not. You know, we race there this week. Somebody else may race there next week. Those fans that go there every week are like, man, this was, this was a good deal for me to come here tonight. Yeah, you know, and I and I want to do it where it's happy, it's good for everybody. We're all like, we're all one good team, Jack. I mean, I wouldn't trade the team that we have for nothing. I mean, I have a great crew that works with me at Ocala on Friday. I had a, a great crew of people that I was with at at Bowie Park. And that's what you do. You put great people around you, and when you get great people around you, great things happen. And that's and that's what it takes to do that. I told somebody Saturday. Somebody Saturday said, "Where are y'all going with this series?" I said, "Well, this might be the Lucas Oil Series of the South when we're done with it." And he goes, "I think you're already there." So that you know that makes you feel really good. And he was just an innocent bystander in the grandstand. There you go. So, you know, to to have that around you, you know, is, is a pretty good thing. And to have the people that are around, I know that I know that Ken's very pleased with the relationship that he has with everybody there and you know without without you guys especially without you it'd be tough it was glad to, i was glad to see rick warren there saturday absolutely so going on with his daughter you know i'm exactly. happy to see him he is one of our family you that's know, right family man absolutely okay man so, uh, you guys keep up the good job in there and go talk to somebody that means something in this world get me off the phone <laughs> get out of here man we'll talk to you later take it easy bye-bye bye-bye all right, let's take I a quick. I have the nerve to tell him that we're going to be talking to Bill Green next. Yeah, actually, let's take a quick break and uh, and uh, get the show on the road. We'll be right back. The following is a presentation racing. of Real Racing USA. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news. Lively racing, message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Karnak.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Karnak gets it done. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Dishonest Cable TV hooker-upper. Mr. Dishonest Cable TV hooker-upper. On any given day, somewhere between 9 and 4.30, you arrive ready to bring us the world. And for an extra 20, you'll bring us porn. Naughty, naughty boy. Hey, you've already got the van and the jumpsuit. Why not get into criminal activity? Just a naughty boy. After all, what are they going to do? Throw you in cable jail? I don't think so. So crack open an ice cold Bud Light manhandler of the Scrambler, because isn't it about time someone hooked you up? Bud Light beer at Isaac Bush, St. Louis, Missouri. Tommy Hill takes a look to the inside of Jerry Farrell, not going to be able to make the pass as they go down into turn number one for the last time. 
Up onto the back straightaway, it's still John Wilson out in front, Jerry Farrell and Tommy Hill, the top three. Bobby Vaughn looks to the inside of Hill, going to make one last shot at it. No, he blows a tire or something off. Loses position there, and down the front straightaway, it's Juke and John Wilson with the win over Jerry Farrell and Tommy Hill. Inside Florida Racing. Inside Florida Racing. It's Inside Florida Racing. Good evening, everyone. And on the phone with Rob and Jack and I is Jason Boyd. Welcome to the show, Jason. How's it going? It's going well. How are you? I'm doing all right. Glad, glad to be on your show. Well, it's our pleasure to have you here. Rob, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Jason, what's happening? Oh, not much. I just uh, got my own business started, uh, you know, trying to uh, to help these kids out or these people out, you know, racing, just trying to get something going now that me and Piggins have That's funny hearing you say helping those kids out. Already well, you're old. No, it's not that I'm old, you know, it's just we got a lot we got a lot of young younger kids coming up nowadays, uh that, you know, have a lot of talent and, you know, whenever I was growing up uh, people gave me the opportunity to drive their cars, so they do the same, you know, for these young kids coming up. So, uh talk to us about the uh development and uh Engine building, I'm sure, that, you, that you're doing. Uh, what kind of special engine stuff are you guys working with? Well, basically what I'm doing is uh, I'm starting Boyd Technologies in development. It's just going to be, you know, strictly race cars. I'm not going to be doing no motors. I got a guy that I'm, I send all my motor stuff to, but we're just going to be, you know, doing track support and tech, doing shocks and setups and, you know, stuff like that in that nature. Bodies, repairs, just trying to get a get a, sh- a shop open so we can, you know, start getting our name out there. And what area will this be, and what track will you be mainly uh, dealing with, the people there? Well, you know, just, you know, just here, mainly, you know, here in Florida, you know, just going around Bradenton, Arbondale, you know, any of these tracks, actually, you know, Orlando, New Smyrna. I'm going to be, spo- I, I sponsor the Fast Time of the Truck Bash now, and, uh, you know, they got a good little series running, the four-race deal, trying to get a, another truck series going. They had 16 trucks out at Arbondale this past weekend, so I, I think that's a good deal, and you know I'm involved in that now. So, you know, I, I'm just going to keep working and doing what we can do. Uh, you know, see if we can't get us a few kids that we can develop and kind of mentor and bring up in the ranks. Yeah, so they're racing a four race deal at uh, what Auburndale, Desoto, uh, Citrus, and Bronson, and you're going to be sponsoring the uh, uh, like the, the hard charger award, plus adding some some uh, money to the points uh, at the end. Correct. You know, I'm going to add two hundred dollars to the champion to the champion of the series, the four race deal, and then I'm also going to be paying you know fast time for two hundred dollars fast time for for the next few races for that for that series. So, uh, you know, I, I think that ought to work out for us and help us out some. And you know, that's what I I, I know a lot about the the trucks. I I helped Jessica Murphy out when she was growing up, and you know, just starting the trucks. And then this last year, I helped Austin Pickens out. And you know he did it, he did it outstanding. We set a track record and won a few races. And uh, you know he moved on to late models, and we got the late model going. And now, you know they're just gonna uh, go their own way and 
and try to race some ASA races, and I wish the best of luck to them. So, so if you're, uh, say, uh, there's a dad out there listening now that's wanting to get his kid, uh, you know, especially in the truck series maybe, uh, and uh, they don't know the right way to go or they, they don't know, uh, you know, who to ask or who to get help from, that's what you're looking at doing is helping those kind of people out to get them going in the right direction. Absolutely, you know, I'm just I'm just here to help people out and re- lead them in the right direction. So, you know, we can make all of our racing here in Florida as competitive as we can. You know, uh, there's there's a lot of people that that you know, get involved in racing that doesn't know a whole bunch. So, you know, I, that's basically what I do is I mentor kids and you know try to bring them up and and do the best I can for them. At the same time, try to teach them how to drive and where they do and don't see. You know, I, I used to be a driver myself, so not only do I know the chass- chassis well, but I can drive and give them pointers in that in that you know direction too. So it's kind of like you know it's a good thing for me to kind of get my own business going and everything because I can I feel that I can really help out kids here in Florida and you know not only just in Florida. I mean I went to uh, some ASA races with some different people and they run extremely well. So you know I just I purchased a shock dyno and just trying to get all you know all my stuff going in the right direction. Hey Rob, did you notice how he said he said? Uh... I used to be a driver. I think you're still a driver, man. <laughs> no, I just hadn't driven. Well, yeah, as a matter of fact, you know, i got to thank Don Mathers, too. He's given me the opportunity to drive his modified. I'm going to, um, I got it over here at my shop and just kind of going through it to get it ready so we can go race it here in a few weeks at, you know, in the world or a few big races that are coming up just so I can get my name out and get my advertisement out. He's going to help me out. Yeah, and let's, let's just not lose sight of the fact that, uh, you know, we have uh, uh, a lot of the people listening to this show every Monday night, maybe five, six years ago uh, and before weren't listening to this show or, or you know, didn't know about Karnak, especially the younger people and their parents may not even have been around. You've had some pretty good accomplishments uh, behind the wheel of, of a race car, young man. Yeah, yeah you know, but I, I had... I had a lot of people help me out in my career, too, though, you know. I had my dad that was there for me and pretty much everything he could for me his whole life and building motors and helped me out as much as he did. And then, and then uh, you know, I, I had Dick Anderson be my crew chief, and I got opportunity to drive for him during, you know, in the Sun Belt Series. So, you know, I've had a lot of good opportunities in my life and a lot of people behind me to help me out to be able to where I can learn what I've done. I've done, you know, I drove some races for... Uh, you know, Grand American Race Cars, and I just had a lot of good people help me out through my career, and that's what really got me to where I am now, you know, where I am today. Yeah. Yeah, you remember, uh, yeah, that one adventure, uh, part of the Roush Gong deal. Yeah, I went to the Roush show a couple a couple times, uh, you know, that was, that was pretty good. I had a good time there, you know, but, I mean, I had just had a daughter, so I'm really not trying to do all that, you know. Right. I'm going to try to get my business going down here, and and see what I can do. You know, that's what my dad wanted me to do, so that's what I'm going to do. There you go. So you got the success, but Rob, you know that's 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 a big deal, man. It's like it's like like with you being on this show. I mean, you see things as a driver, or hear things in a different light than 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 uh, obviously myself or CC. It's the same thing, isn't it? The same thing. You get a guy like uh, working on your car or helping set up your deal. You get a youngster like um, you know because because. You know, Jason isn't an old man here. He's a youngster, too, and, and it's a big deal, man, to have all that experience and stuff behind him. Isn't it, Rob? 
Yeah, I think it's uh, going to be something very valuable, and I think uh, you should definitely uh, be able to be successful at it, you know, because uh, I'm sure, just like you said, you know, this guy's already got it hooked up and, and modified that you're out there driving, and um, all that's going to help do is promote your business more, and uh, there'll probably be more of them that'll come along that way, you know. More guys should do that, and that way their cars would get running correctly, and then uh, you can give it back to them and still be able to make money. <laughs> that's like the best of both worlds. Jake. Yeah, that that sounds good there to me too. And I think it's. A... I, I'm just gonna try to you know just I just main thing main thing just want to treat people right and get them right in the right direction. You know, I just want to you know kind of help people out and I got I bought me a shock dyno. I invested in a shock dyno, so I got all the right tools to do what what's necessary. I just you know I've been tied up. I've always helped somebody full time or been 110 percent to one person. You know. Uh, so that that's just a little. That's what's difficult for me to get, get out and just try to start helping a whole bunch of different people. But in the meantime, you know, if I if I could spread all my you know my my knowledge and get these cars running good, I, I might be able to have me a good business in the future. You know, that's what my dad would want. And basically, I'm doing it for my dad because he he helped me out and did all he could do for me. You know, he always gave me the best. So I want to be able to give Morgan, my daughter, the best in the future. You know, where is your uh, shop at? My shop's in. Uh, like right in Astatula, just out of a pop. I got a shop in Astatula. So, you know, I think, oh, no, I think uh, once we get everything rolling, we'll be all right. It's just going to take a little time to, you know, to get the word out there and let everybody know that, you know, that I have started my own business and I have went my own way, you know. And how do people get in touch with you, Jason? Um, they can they can uh, give me a call, you know, on my cell phone at 321 281 Seven nine one two, and you know, here in the next week or so, we should have a, a website up and advertisement on Carnac and a lot of good things working here in the next. What will the website name be? So, uh, we're gonna. I'm looking into getting it for BoydTechnologies.com, but uh, we're not sure if that domain's out there right yet. So we're just gonna uh, haven't heard back. So we're just basically just kind of playing it by ear, and once we find out, it'll, it'll be posted on Carnac. There you go. All right, man. And I'll tell you, it's a good thing to get hooked up with the truck deal. I, I'm sure I, you feel the same way, but, you know, they, they were supposed to pay, what, $1,000 to win, I think it was, for the the truck race at Auburndale this past weekend with the asterisk that you had to have 20 cars uh, for that purse to be paid. And Rex Guy paid the purse anyway, even though they only had 16 cars. Yeah, they went ahead and paid the purse. And, I mean, I, I really think that series is going to do something. I they got a lot of good sponsors behind them. You had, you know, uh, AMF was a sponsor of the $200 Fast Time this this week, and there was some hard charger awards. And I think, uh, you know, at the end of the year, the series funds and everything is gonna gonna be well. That series seems to to pay well all the way through the back. So, I mean, I just think the reason why they only had 16 trucks at Auburndale is because it's Auburndale, and everybody's scared to go to Auburndale. You know, not a lot of people have raced there, not a lot of people have been there, so. Um, for them, the guys to get 16 trucks at Arbondale, I mean, I think that's exceptional myself. Yeah. Uh, you know, going to Bradenton, I'm looking to see, you know, I'm looking forward to having 25 to 30 trucks there. I, I believe they can do that. Yeah, there you go. All right, man. So, uh, Jason Boyd, Boyd Technology and Development. Look for uh, announcements soon on Carnac.com. And uh, that number, again, is 321 Jason, thanks a lot for spending some time with us, man. And, of course, we wish you the absolute best of, of everything in this venture, man. Well, I want to say hi to all my fans out there. I've been running a while, and I want to thank you guys, 
especially for you know having me on your show, but Talk to, you, talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, Rob, what do you think, man? Oh, yeah, sounds great. Um, I was just thinking about um, a good domain name because I don't even know how to spell technology. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's something I, I kind of suggested we might want to look. Uh, there's some well, reason. I think that he'll be glad to know yeah. that Boyd racecars.com is available. There you go. We're, there's some research being done in that, and that just you, you, you just hit one of those uh, nails on the head again. But uh, well, you know how quickly I can hit those. Yes, I do know that. <laughs> I do know that with authority. Cool. So when are you going to race again, Rob? What's that? When are you going to race again? Yeah, I was just thinking while I was talking to him that I, I do want to. I want to do the the road racing deal, and I haven't really had a chance to work on my car, but been thinking about that I hate to switch my car over, but it is kind of easy enough to do both. But talking to a guy like like uh, Jason, heck, I'm thinking, you know, all i got to do is tell him to come pick my car up and give him my car for a couple weeks. And it'll probably get my car run really good, and then I'd be happy at the oval track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because really that's what's wrong with my car. My car's got issues. Um, uh, I think I noticed that the last time it was out. Well, last time it was out, it never spun out, not one time, only in practice. But... It just spun the tires constantly. Right. And uh, we've got some issues that have been back on the scales. We did put it on the scales, and it's definitely got some issues. And, uh, you know, I don't have Dave Pletcher anymore like I used to. He was he used to take care of me and set my car up, and those days are gone. But I'd love to race my car again, but, you know, you always bring it up, and that's all I ever say. <laughs> yeah. And now, Cece, you're going to yeah. be going to a, a dirt race this weekend. Yeah, I'm returning to East Bay Raceway Park and go and play in the dirt. And we're going to talk to uh, Don Ream a little later in the show. Do you know where I would be this weekend? About that. If my car raced, do you know where I would go race? Where? Where? This weekend. Where? I would go to the Don 100. I thought that was last. Oh, that's coming up? Yeah, I believe that's coming up. Oh, okay. And that is a... Let's see when it is. You know, uh, Saturday night, to finish that thought, mm-hmm. hang on to that for a minute, Rob, while you it's do your little... coming Mother's Day weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's this it's week. It's Lake City, the Don being the Don Narone. It's the first annual, the Don 100. You ought to go up there for that, man. I would love to go up there, but I told you, my car's not ready to go up there. Eh, I... just, just go up for the day. If you don't take your car, you don't take your car. Go I see... I don't think I could even go there Go see that late model race go down. That's well, then favorite. join us go, at East no, Bay. go see the Don. Go the see... Don. Yeah. I want everybody to go see the Don. I want all the late model drivers out there listening. They need to go out there and go to that racetrack. That's right. I think you're a real late model racer. Go out there to Columbia Motorsports Park. Now, tell, tell people, tell people, what not that a great racetrack for late models? Great racetrack, man. It's a great racetrack. You know, people talk about Lakeland. Uh, well, Lakeland's not here no more. And all there's New Smyrna. Well, New Smyrna's a great racetrack. But you like big racetracks? You want to see a fast race? Go it, to Columbia Motorsports. You can run side by side. It's, oh, it's not. It's not follow the leader racing, right? It's not follow the leader racing. You can go inside or outside, and um, they got some good racers up there. Local guys that have been racing, you know, for for years, that that are I'm sure are going to be there. Um, I'm sure that uh, Wayne Anderson will probably make his way there because um, he loves to race at that racetrack. Um, 
Jessica Murphy will be there. Rob, Rob, hold that thought. Oh, boat ride. Hang on a minute. Go, go ahead, Cece. Cece's got something to say. We, uh, hang on just a minute. We'll be. <laughs> go ahead, Cece. Oh my goodness. Um, let's see here. All. Well, First of all, I, I, I have to, uh, you know, once again send my message out to Bill Green because I know he's listening. That I, I'm still waiting for my uh, Ritterman t-shirt, Bill, and uh, I will be at East Bay Saturday night. And you have said if I'm going to be at a track, you'll bring the t-shirt to me. So bring it to East Bay Raceway Park Saturday night. I want my t-shirt. Thank you. Okay, taking a look at some uh, other races that are coming up at Volusia Speedway this weekend. Uh, let's see here. What do they have? They have the We Love You Mom race featuring Sportsman 1,000 to win, plus modified street stocks, mini stocks, 500 to win, and the always popular four-cylinder challengers. Um, so, you know, that's something to consider if you're in that neighborhood. Their admission will only be $10 for adults. Students 11 to 15 is $5. Kids 10 and under are free. Uh, drive-in parking is only $10 per car. And for more information about what's happening at Volusia Speedway Park this weekend, go to VolusiaSpeedwayPark.com or call 386-985-4402. Saturday, the pit gates will open at 4.30. The grandstand gates will open at 5.30 with racing starting at 7.30. So if you are up around Volusia Speedway Park, you might want to go and check out that racing Saturday. Also, coming up, like we were talking about, uh, a group of us from Inside Florida Racing and Real Racing USA will be at East Bay Raceway Park. There is a Friday night great racing um, scheduled for up at Ocala. If you want to go see dirt in that, and you're in that part of Florida, go over to Ocala Speedway. And then down at Charlotte County Motorsports Park, uh, they're going to uh, be having some uh, special races down there. You can go to charlottecountyracing.com to find out more about what's happening at Charlotte County Motorsports Park in Punta Gorda. And uh, coming up now, we're going to be uh, joined by <laughs> we're going to be joined by uh, Bill Green and uh, get an update of a new Smyrna Speedway and what's happening there. And uh, are are we ready? Do we have uh, no, a... No, we're not ready. Okay. Let me see here then. We some news. Yeah, you want me to do the carding news? Okay. We'll go to the carding uh, news here. Right. Your carding news for the week of May 4th. The Florida Champ Cart League held its third event of 09 at Fruitland Park Speedway this past Saturday. Winners of the larger classes included Brad Bowman in Blue Junior Sportsman and Jessica Botka in Senior Champ Flathead. For more information and a complete list of winners, please visit www.floridachampcartleague.com. And the DeSoto Champ Cart Series competed at DeSoto Super Speedway Saturday night with 19 carts taking the green flag. J.D. Corden won his third straight race at the track, followed by Chad Doken. Chad Dawkin in second and Robin Pope Jr. in third. For more information, please visit www.desotochampcartseries.com. The carding segment would like to recognize the Sioux City Steakhouse in Port Ritchie, Florida. For the past two seasons, Sioux City Steakhouse has sponsored several carding events at multiple racetracks, 
In addition, the restaurant created a carding wall of fame where carders can hang a picture of themselves with their carts for restaurant patrons to view. Stop by Sioux City Steakhouse the next time you are in the Port Ritchie area and check out their carding wall and thank them for supporting racing. Holy cow, Cece. Holy yeah, Cece, what a good job you do. Oh, thank you. Well, we, we, uh, we had Don Narone. We're having issues trying to hook up with Don. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he's the Don. Because he's the Don, and he's a very important man. But uh, we'll The Godfather keep, music should be playing. We will keep trying right on that. But meanwhile, uh, a legitimate substitute will be Bill Green, who will tell us all about his adventure on the east coast of Florida this past <laughs> weekend. Bill went to New Smyrna Speedway? Bill. Oh, before we even get started, tell Bill what you want to tell him. Bill. Where's my shirt? I'm, I'm going to be at East Bay <laughs> Saturday night. Can I please have my shirt? Sure. Thank you. I'm not shirtless, Bill. The whole time for the last three months, she's been shirtless. I'm running around topless because I need my shirt. As I see you, I'll cover you up. Okay. I'll see you Saturday. You can shirt me. I had no doubt in my mind it was the first thing coming. <laughs> I was just going to tell you how cool it was that you hung in there for three or four minutes there and kept babbling along as best we could. Is uh, He didn't know you were there. We are. And... Uh, Managed to get it done while uh, Jack hooked up with me finally. <sighs> That's you. because we were trying really to get a hold of Don Narone. Well, I could have faked it. So let's hear your best Don Narone voice. Go for it. Do whatever you're doing. You gotta be shitting me. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That was, oh, pretty good. That was yeah. really good, man. <laughs> you wanna hear the other guy do really good? Who's that? Yeah, who it is. Don't come into my pit doing that crap. Come on, throw you out of my pit. Oh, that's right. I retired. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, yeah, that's the uh, the old codger from up at Five Flags. I used to ride a uh, mini bike for the uh, Hooters Pro Cup. Oh, I'm you're talking about, uh, yeah. uh, anyway, Fritz. Fritz, Fritz yeah, Fritz. You're talking about Fritz. Fritz. Speedway, what a cool uh, deal that was. I got called by Robert Hart during the week. Uh, seems that their uh, regular guy, Timmy, or whatever his name is, I'm sorry, forgot it off the top of my head. Uh, he was kind of under the weather, so he asked me to come up and call the race on Saturday night. It was pretty cool. They had the uh, Kerr's Wing House night, so I got to hang out with the Wing House girls. Bonehead, it was great. Did you get to eat any wings? Oh, actually, they had a wing-eating contest, and they ate them all. They, <laughs> they didn't leave any. But uh, they had a wing-eating contest with uh, about eight people down in the, uh, on the, I guess it's the winter circle there, and uh, had ten wings who could eat the fastest, and uh, we had a winner. It was pretty cool. They had a bike racing contest for the kids during the intermission, but uh, they had four classes. Uh, they're uh, late models. They call them just late models. It's the uh, limited style for most folks around the country. And uh, sportsmen, super stocks, and strictly stocks. And there was a lot of great racing, uh, some real fireworks in the strictly stock class, because apparently somebody's taken uh, issue up about somebody else's car not being legal, they don't think. But, uh, they really? Never happens at the racetrack. Never happens. Never I did get a chance to visit with uh, young Blake Cook, the developmental driver out of NASCAR that's uh, running in, in the area. for the. For, he had a tire issue during the race, but otherwise the kid seems to have his head on straight. He's, he's a hot rod, man. He's Who a good, good kid. Who is he? Blake? Blake yeah, Blake uh, Cook. It spelled like K-O-C-H, but he's spelled to pronounce it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Blake. Yeah. You know Blake. We know Blake. Yeah, yeah we yeah. didn't say his name like that. No. We How'd we say his name? Blake you probably Coke. Said Coke. Coke. Yeah. Yeah, or he pronounced the cook. I said it other ways, but not on the air. Yeah, we don't so. need to go there right now. Rob, 
The only thing I would, I do want to give uh, credit for the guys who did make the wins. Uh, uh, Timmy Todd Jr. won the sportsman race. Uh, Super Stocks was won by Scott Smith. And then Strictly Stocks, it was William Huggy Bear Hindman who hung on for that one. But that's where all the, uh, there's a guy named Jerry Spears seemed to take issue with a lot of things. He was doing a lot of hard blocking, uh, crashing into guys who tried to pass him while he was leading, and they finally black flagged him, so. That was over. But the late model race was pretty cool. Chad Akins, the young kid that's been running real well up there the last few years, he hung in there, persevered, and showed a lot of patience, waited, 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 and about five or ten laps to go finally uh, passed and took the lead and went on to win that one. But uh, poor Davey Gibbs, the old big beefed-up, uh, you know, Davey Gibbs, the weightlifter, he was hanging on and winning that race for most of it and then faded right at the end. Too bad. You're going to love this one, Bill. Go ahead. What go track was this at? New Smyrna Speedway. I know you said it at the very beginning, and I... That's okay. So you got to call the show at New Smyrna Speedway. I think that you were just on cloud nine. Well, I, I love going there. It's a nice place to be. I, I've been there a few times before and helped out in doing things, but uh, this was the first night that it was kind of like all nine. Uh, you were at the helm. Yeah, so that was really nice. Uh, Robert Hart seemed to like what I did. He didn't complain about it, so... Uh, I got paid and went home and was happy. What did uh, so? What do they got coming up there, man? On the at um... oh hey, next week is a great one. It sounds like to me, it's the American Auto Service Entire Family Night. Of course, that's Mother's Day weekend, so all the moms get in free. First off, every that's mom. Cool. So if you don't have a kid, borrow one. Uh, they've got a powder puff race going for moms. They got a bike giveaway for kids. They've got a race tire race for the junior race fans. They're going to have them pushing a tire down the track or something. Then they've also got fireworks scheduled for the end of the night for Mom's Night. So that's pretty cool. That's very nice. Uh, they're, they're racing super late models, mini stocks, super stocks, strictly stocks, and the, the Daytona Antique Auto Racing Association will be in the house. So that'll be pretty cool. Some of the other stuff going on, because there's one i got to get to because Jackson will love it. Uh, let me see, 519 that weekend, they got Modified 50 running. Uh, 523, they got the Bright House Challenge 50 lapper. And then on 530, Jack, we should probably go because they got the Green Mamba doing another burn down. Ooh. Green and Mamba. National Guard night. They're going to have National Guard vehicles and some kind of display and fly in by a helicopter. So I don't mean if they're going to do anything weird or just fly in, sit there and look at you or what. But what Doug? night is uh, the Stone Crabs night? I haven't seen a Stone Crab night. <laughs> Doug, Doug Rose in Volusia County is dangerous. We'll do a live free show from there. Hey, uh, so that's very cool. Now, shift gears here with me for a second. I'll put on my other thinking cap. Oh, hey, I want to thank Rick Angies real quick for putting the link on the uh, forum board for all the old uh, radio shows and stuff. He, he put mine in there just as well. I really appreciate that. And I'm, I'm going to point everybody in one direction for just a second, and that's Short Track USA, go to that link that's on Rick's thing and go to August 26, 2000 and listen to that show because that's Larry Tyler talking to me about Sean Farr's accident that happened the week before. That's right. It's really a cool show. That's right. And I, I, I need to remind you, Bill, that we actually uh, had that same uh, interview only, uh, actually it was the week before. Now, maybe you scooped us. We might have had it the week I, after. I think I did, but... Because, I mean, he wrecked on Saturday, and the next Saturday at 3 in the afternoon, I had him in there. Yeah, you probably scooped this on that yeah, one. Yeah, he was over there getting him while he still had his IV in. Yeah, but they were, st they were still talking about, uh, well, because Larry Tyler come to me to talk about it. Now, Larry had already been messed up as of February something. Yeah. He got in a wreck that same year and had rattled his cage. Hey, so, hey, hey Rob, Rob, you know, back then, 
Bill, Bill Green and, and us, me and Rick and Bill, it was worse than Fox News and MSNBC over who was going to get the first the first dibs and a scoop with a driver. Yeah, you know, and, and for you folks that don't know Larry Tyler, man, he's a great racer, man. He he still owns a great race car. Yeah, he got yep. a great racer and had a had a bad accident one time. We backed it in the wall and busted his head. Boy, yeah, I tell you, match of those there for a little while. That, 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 he had a wreck a long time. Knock on wood. Yeah, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk to Don Ream here in a little bit about the Top Gun sprints, also about the, uh, of course, the checkered flag sprints, the asphalt deal. But uh, he was uh, the, of course, president of TBRA back then. But the, they had a little bit of a run. I think in that month they had two horrendous accidents. One was Sean Farr, the 17-year-old, who put his car up on top of the fence at uh, was Saint oh, Augustine, right? Yep, and, and, and then uh, the following week, I believe, I, I could be mistaken, but it was in a very short time frame, there was another one in the series as well that was really bad. Do you remember that? Larry Tyler was February 8th. Yeah. And then uh, Sean was something like 1st of March. Yeah, it was It was those two right back to back. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, man, scary. Yeah, yeah. stuff going on. We hope we get away from that kind of stuff, but... Uh, Let's talk a little bit about the uh, southern motor. Okay, so so Bill Green is the uh, he's scheduled to be the announcer at uh, Henry County Motorsports Park and the the media guy down there. And uh, are you excited about the news, Bill? You bet, you bet, buddy. Come on, I've been waiting since February when I walked there and thought and heard that. I'm like everybody. I'm like every fan, and that's one of the things I wrote when I put up the information on the message board real quick that we got a date finally was that I know the fans have been waiting just as much as the racers and and everybody in the nation, or at least the South here, trying to figure out when this was going to get cranked back up. But it sounds like Ken didn't lie to us, buddy. He said he would not open that track until he had it right. And he's got the clay. He's got the people. He's got the uh, things taken care of that the county wanted taken care of and program in place to continue to take care of those things. So, I mean, he's waiting to do it right, and he's not going to, rush to it even now he's going to wait till july 18th my birthday and crank that place back up i don't think he did it for me but he's uh he's he's picked july oh bill you know he waited for you come on it's your birthday present you know it hey bill is it possible to get a dirt track too tacky um i think you can yes you definitely can because you'll tear up a lot of equipment if you get it way too tacky and they had that problem about five years ago during a late model week at East Bay, and they were tearing rear ends and drive shafts out real bad and so forth, because you can. You can actually make it too tacky, and a lot of the clay work its way to the top of the sand, and suddenly you're in deep doo-doo. Yeah, but oh, uh, isn't it... it meant that if it was blue, it would be very tacky. Hey, Bill, it, isn't it easier to fix that problem than the reverse? Oh, yes. You bet you just add some more water, make it a little slicker. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, we're looking forward to it, man. It's going to be a great night. I'm sure there's going to be a few special guests we'll work up between now and then to get out there. Uh, maybe some old racers that have been there for years or haven't been back in years. And then uh, also we're going to have a big party. There's got to be some celebration and big deal for the fans maybe um, that night. So Party sounds good. Bill. Okay, man, we'll talk about it again soon with you. But meanwhile, before you go, tell us once again what's upcoming uh, this weekend at New Smyrna Speedway. New Smyrna Speedway, uh, American Auto Service Entire Family Night, three for the ladies, powder puff races, bike giveaways, race tire race for the junior guys, uh, fireworks, you want to be there for that. And last but not least, CC, yes. nothing else, July 18th, you come be my co-host, please. 
Okay. Uh, bring your shirt for sure. Hey, okay. Uh, okay, Bill. Are you before be there from now on, I'm going to be there every night. There. Yeah, he's he's the media guy and the announcer. Be it, Bill. Before you go. No, I was talking about at New Smyrna this weekend. Oh no. Be there. Oh no, no, no. I, I'm talking about. Bill, Rick, and I are going to be at East Bay broadcasting the Top Gun Sprint Series live. There you go. i got to call some more Wing Sprints, man, get back into it. We're going to get my rhythm going. Bill, before you go, I just want to remind you, I am your agent. That's correct, sir. You'll get a penny on every dollar I get. Talk to you later. Bye, Bill. Thank you, Cece. Bye. See you later, Billy. Love you too, Bob. <laughs> so you think you'll get your shirt? No. Every dollar, that could add up. I'm going to be lucky if he remembers. It'll be a miracle. Oh, he's going to remember because you talked about going topless all this time. He can't forget that. <laughs> all right. It is time for our carding segment. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with Tara Henderson. You don't want to miss this one. She's uh, she's on on it. There ain't no doubt. I was reading her background. It's really interesting. Did you meet her down at Charlotte when they were there That for that big? Remember that night they had 25 or 30 of them things out there racing? I think I might have, yeah. She was that one up there running in the lead. Yeah. Right oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 He's got a boyfriend there. We're going to be talking about this boyfriend that carts there with him. And well, we had him. He was on yeah, our show right. not too yes, long ago. That's, that's true. Yeah. We'll okay. Right we'll be right back on Inside Florida Racing. Florida racing, great music, Jack. Great choice of music. I tell you, I like that one. Yeah, especially for somebody that's waiting on the hold on the phone. They probably really loved it. <laughs> waiting, folks. It's uh, time for another karting segment here on Inside Florida Racing, and uh, tonight we have Tara Henderson on the phone with us. Tara, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. You're on the how phone with Rob Elting and CC Brooks. And hey, Tara. Jack Smith is probably just run out of the room to go get some soda. <laughs> uh, Dead on. Yeah, see, I don't even have a camera, and I know these things. Tara uh, began racing carts in 1995 at Martin County Speedway. Tara, uh, go ahead and fill in the rest. Uh, 
seven years old. I was running at Hope Sound. My dad was actually racing before me, and he had won a motor in a, a raffle, and he had an old coyote bullet sitting around, so he figured it was time for me to start racing. <laughs> and he set up a cart, and we both started racing together, and we were doing good and everything, and then it started getting to a point where he figured we could do better if I was just racing just me. So from there, I just started racing at Hope Sound, and I raced St. Lucie on the concrete. And then I think probably when I was about 10 or 9 or 10, Hope Sound closed down, and St. Lucie turned into a dirt track, and we started racing there. And I ran probably till I was about 12 or so running points. I got probably four or five championships between them two tracks. And then after that, we kind of got tired of running points, and we started just running all around the state, just running anywhere. And then once I moved up to, like, senior classes, we started running FK series, uh, stock light, medium, running points. And, well, then I started running DeSoto last year, the first year I ran in the champ carts, and that's pretty much where I'm at now. <laughs> now, Tara, I, I find it interesting that when you were racing when you were younger that, you know, you had some problems with the with the boys that were racing and that your dad felt it necessary that you put your helmet on in the pits and wear it up there and so that the other drivers didn't know that you were a girl. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't allowed to have any kind of girl colors on my car. My car had to be black with a blue or no white first. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to have any kind of girl colors and it was just you know, guys didn't like getting beat by girls, and they didn't want to see it on the grid. So, figured it'd make it easier if they didn't know I was out there. So, guys spin well, me out. Is that what they do? No, it wasn't necessarily. It's just you know they drive a little rougher to you know try to avoid me passing them or something. Now I but, see in some of the notes here that you uh, you've competed in uh, some of the toughest races. Uh, and that is including making the A-Mains at the Dirt Track World Championships at the Municipal Stadium in Daytona. And we've talked about this before, that telling Jack about it, he's never actually been to it, uh, about how many people show up to these things to try to make it in one of those days. How did you do, by the way? Uh, how, what's your best you've ever done in a feature? Uh, this year, this year we didn't make it. The year before, we made a, I think we... Not, I don't really remember where we qualified. We qualified in, I think, the first round, and we got up to probably, we were probably running about 12, and it came probably the last few laps. We probably had, like, three laps left, and I ended up getting laps, and they do, like, 50 laps, and then they do a break, and they do another 50, so it was probably, like, lap 47, 48. I got laps, so usually when you get laps, I just pull off because it didn't really... If you're not winning, you ain't getting nothing. <laughs> so, you ain't getting the you ain't getting the lucky dog in that deal. No, it's it's pretty much winner take all. So <laughs> there was just we just pulled off and just went on with it. We ran Friday night in the shootout, and I think we qualified twenty twenty fourth this year. And I I think we ended up finishing about twelve. And how many was there there? Mm, they get. Easily, they could get about 90 carts just qualifying for a field of 30. Crazy. And they do it every night for, like, five nights in a row or something? It's, it's Friday, shootout, and then it's just Saturday. 
just I think they have just every class running Saturday, so it's just usually it's just Friday and Saturday. Now Christmas and Dixie, when they were up there, they run the three nights. They run Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. What class is that in? Is that a champ cart? No, that's a that's stock medium. It's the Eric Pro Stock. It's Pro Stock at three hundred and seventy five pounds, and it's the flat cart. No, Very no. interesting. Now, Tara, tell us about the invitation you've recently accepted to uh, drive a slingshot. That's coming up at Dirt Devil Speedway. Yeah, I had I was on the computer and I had gotten a message from Mark Claus. Yep. Asking me if I wanted to do. They're doing some kind of challenge. They challenge a champ cart driver to run their slingshot for a race, and he emailed me asking me if I'd do it, and I said of course because something different to do. Always got to try something different, and he's going to have me practice it this Sunday, and then June thirteenth is when I'm going to race it. Very What's good. Slingshot. They are really cool. Um, I I I saw one run at uh, at Hendry County. I've only probably seen them race once. I've seen the guy. I've seen Mark and his son practice it mm-hmm. around, like trying right, to okay. it, but I haven't really. I haven't really been that involved in it, so I'm not exactly sure what I'm in for. <laughs> oh, no, you're going to have a good time. I remember talking to the guy now. We had yeah, a show Yeah, exactly. We had him on, yeah. Yeah, you're going to have a good time in that thing. Yeah, I hope so, because i got a lot of people, you know, talking. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have fun. That's coming up June 13th at Dirt Devil Speedway north of Tampa. Let's talk about your business, Tara. you got a business that uh, is uh, racing involved? Um slowly doing like graphics for carts and stuff it's it's pretty slow i'm kind of trying to stay as little as i can because i'm kind of busy during the week and you know hard to get it all done at once so i do a little bit of graphicking for carts what's the name of it it's terror graphics i think that's pretty cool terror graphics you got a bunch of skulls crossbones and stuff well they my nickname's terrorizer so it was like Played in. <laughs> well, my nickname's Bonehead, so I have a helmet <laughs> like a skull. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that always excites everybody. So, um, what kind of, uh, how old are you? I'm 20. You're 20. And, uh, now I know you've been racing a various amount of carts. Now, do you have, uh, aspirations in racing, uh, staying in carts or racing anything else? Uh, I. I'd like to, but we've talked about it. Me and my dad has actually talked about getting in the fast trucks at one time, but when we, you know, we start watching and stuff and realizing that the same people up front are the people that got more money. <laughs> yeah, so, that is very and true. And I like where I'm pretty much good where I'm at. We can run with the best. We, you know, we got the best equipment you could buy. We run up front anywhere we go as long as we got the setup right. So, you know, it's different. <laughs> the difference is that in go kart something breaks, it costs a hundred dollars. In trucks, something breaks, nothing costs less than five hundred dollars. <laughs> and also, if something breaks at the track, we can get the cart fixed. If something breaks at the track for a car, most of them people are done for the night. <laughs> Sometimes longer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, when you you were younger, you uh, raced carts with uh, Jeff Choquette, didn't you? Yeah, we all raced together. We all raced. Uh, Egger Motors together at Martin County. We never 
I think we may have raced together maybe a couple times, but he was older than me. But mm-hmm. he actually lived probably five minutes from me. <laughs> well, not now, but he was yeah. about five minutes from my house. We all ran together. We went to Daytona a couple times with him and stuff. So. And how's Chase doing in his racing season? He is actually going to be running his late model on this Saturday, this coming Saturday. Where's he going to race at? He is going to DeSoto. All right. So that's going to be the first time he's running it. Well, that's good. Are you going to be there to see it? Of course. <laughs> when you guys race on the racetrack, uh-huh. do you give him a little bit of uh, leeway or you give him a little business? Oh, come on now. <laughs> Bring it out. I'm oh. not worried about Listen. We that's are, one we thing are. that Rob Elting is not worried about, and that's your love life with this guy, okay? <laughs> I want to hear on the racetrack what happens. Throw the we, nice guy out. The moment we get on the racetrack, we aren't friends. <laughs> there's no friendship. There's no relationship on the racetrack. You know, it's with anybody. If I'm friends with somebody, the moment I get on the track, it's, it's done for that maybe 15, 20 minutes that I'm out there. So do you guys ride there to the racetrack and then home together as well? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> so I just wonder, CC, how that Rubbin's racing thing works out. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're pretty much, we pretty much know that one of us is going to win, one of us ain't. Somebody's got a good chance of getting taken out. <laughs> doesn't. We, we pretty much got it where we don't get mad at each other. Well, it's not personal. It's racing. If he's yeah. first and you're second and you get a chance to... Nudge by, forget it. Yeah, <laughs> let it go, bonehead. I know. There's no use. We'll just wait till it happens. That's all. We'll just wait till it happens, and we'll hear about it. That oh, Chase Fitzgerald, he was going to win the race, and this uh, girl funny about oh, the girl's name was what? <laughs> His girlfriend. He's actually done that to me. Like at the, we had the junior cocooner race at Fruitland, and it was stock light, and we don't run together that often. Just really with the champ carts now, but he was still running in my class, and it was stock light. There was about four of us that were all about the same speed, just going back and forth, back and forth. Last lap, I went under the leader, and he just punted me right to the top of the track and went right under me and won. <laughs> That's the ride home that I'm talking about. <laughs> you did not sit back so coy and take it. I had to. I mean, I would have done the same thing. <laughs> wow. I was on the exact same thing. I couldn't. I couldn't be mad at him. <laughs> See, it's, a, it's nothing personal. It's racing. You know, we we it's, we run it as like a team thing too. We run the same motors. We run with all the same people. So if he wins. You know, we we win too. So it's not like two different people running two different stuff. Do you really like the uh, the champ cart? It's a really great class to watch. Oh, I I like run that champ cart series. That's probably funnest thing that you know that's like a break from running all the dirt and stuff that's just you know you don't you go to a dirt race and usually it's like you can get an advantage on somebody you can go out there and just beat somebody you know but with the champ carts you actually got to think and you got to do this and that and make sure you're making the right move here you got to actually race somebody the whole time so it's like it's a good break from you know just going out there and just trying to kill somebody you know you race this weekend at the uh the cart the show the champ cart uh, no, this weekend I'm just going up to watch Chase run the late model, and then Sunday I'm going to practice in the slingshot a little bit. I meant last weekend, actually. 
excuse me. Oh, last this, weekend? This past weekend did you race. That's okay. what I meant to ask. This past weekend we went down to Hope Sound, that Treasure Coast Karting Association, and I ran Stocklight and Chase helped a couple people. We just kind of played around, just taking it easy for a weekend. Hey, uh, Cece, you want to blow out the uh, karting news real quick and then... Uh... I, I already did the karting news, Rob, but... Um, you know, I must have stepped out for a drink. I'm sorry. That's okay. But, uh, you know, Tara, thank you so much for joining us tonight on Inside Florida Racing. It was great visiting with you, and uh, we look forward to watching your career. Thank you for having me on the show. Awesome. Any sponsors like you want to throw out there real quick? Um, i got to thank my dad for, you know, everything. He's the one that got me started in it. He's the one that pays for everything, works on everything. Uh, Donnie, Moon Power South for the awesome engines he builds. Chase, Cutting Edge, Motorsports for always helping us with the champ carts and whenever he can. Uh, I got to thank Mike Portman for promoting everything. He's probably one of the best promoters for that champ cart series that I've ever seen. Um, and I got to give a shout out to Danny Scapano because he told me to. <laughs> <laughs> and I've and thank you guys for having me on the show. So. Oh, it's been our pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. All right. Take it easy, Tara. Bye. Okay. CC watching uh, at uh, CCMP mm-hmm. on YouTube. I'm watching uh, a race, Soto Champ Cart Series race, where Chase Fitzgerald finished first, and guess who was second? It was Tara. Right behind her. That's right. We've seen that at CCMP. Yes, we have. Fourteenth. Uh, you want to see it? Go to uh, YouTube. They must have run. CCMP. They Rob that night. They had about twenty-five cars in the class. It's a great. The one night. time I've yeah. seen them, mm-hmm. you know, where I, I mean, I've been to the track, I guess, where they were racing, but never paid much attention to that night. And they had twenty-five cars and that cars. Your attention, didn't it? Oh boy! And I'll tell you, Tara and. Uh, What's his name? Chase. Chase Fitzgerald. Chase, Chase, that's right. Those two were locked up. Yeah, I saw it. The whole race, yeah, practically. She shoved him right across the finish line. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. She should have turned him sideways from after listening to this other thing. She should have turned him sideways and come across checker by herself. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Still to come up tonight on Inside Florida Racing, uh, we'll be joined by Don Ream, the checkered flag sprints and the top gun uh, sprints. We're going to disclose our April Driver of the Month. Disclose. And we might talk to another Don if we can ever get a hold of him. And, of course, you know, our good friend Ken Kenny is going to be joining us still this evening. We've uh, we got a lot of shows. We have still. a lot of shows still to come in about 40 minutes. So uh, we're going to take a quick break, get our next guest on the line, and we'll be right back on Inside Florida Racing. Yes, and this, this commercial segment is brought to you by Okeechobee, Okeechobee Whiskey. Okay. Okeechobee whiskey. whiskey. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Drink a little. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. 
Today we salute you, Mr. Movie Theater Ticket Ripper Upper. Mr. Movie Theater Ticket Ripper Upper. Truly the long arm of the law at the movie theater. You and a velvet rope are all that keep the huddled masses from a free flick. Ever vigilant, you boldly demand to see our stuff. Getting a little personal, don't you think? Who's the guy in the military-style uniform that would make any third-world dictator proud? Mr. Movie Theater Ticket Ripper Upper. That's who. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Stubmaster, because you really tear it up. Mr. Movie Theater Ticket Ripper Upper. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done. Okeechobee whiskey. Oh. All right. I was going to ask you, where's the bottle, the samples, you know, that right. we should have for sponsoring a whiskey? Hi, Rob. I, I woke, I awoke uh, Cece from her slumber. Oh, I was going to say anything at least wake her up a little bit. Man, guys, you don't, you, you just don't understand what I go th- I'm going through right now. Clear Channel. At, at Clear Channel. Clear I'm, Channel I should be tough. there right now. There are so many computer problems I should be there dealing with and working on. But I'm here with you because I love you guys. So you can talk to Mr. Ream. Yeah. Hey, Don. How you doing? I'm great. And yourself? I'm doing really well. She I'm went from she went from having it be a sucky life to being really well. Okay. Well, because Don's first here. To her is uh, I only caught part of about the bottle. What is that? Um, we were making a joke because uh, uh, Jack said this. You know, is brought by. Brought to you by Okeechobee Whiskey, and that's the name of a band, not of an actual. No, it's the liquor. name of the song. Well, oh, it's the name of a song. And I said, yeah. I said, well, if we're going to promote whiskey, then we should have sample bottles of it. Exactly. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. But this is a family show. We don't produce promote any alcohol. No, but we've talked about me running around topless, so you know. <laughs> it's gone. It's gone really down the tubes tonight, uh, Don. But uh, hey, listen, man, the Top Guns uh, from the media. Uh, in Florida, are coming to to uh, broadcast the Top Gun Sprint Car Racers at, at East, East Bay. Bay. I can't wait. Yeah, that's uh, that's real exciting. I'm looking forward to that. That's uh, this Saturday night, and uh, it should be a tremendous show. Uh, also, with those who be the mini sprints, they always put on a good show. And we have street stocks, four cylinder bombers, 
and Todd's favorite little program, the Dirt Daubers. I don't know whether you know what that is. Yeah, what what are the Dirt Daubers? Well, <clears throat> don't let him talk you into running one because okay. it's nasty. Oh, thank you for the heads up. I told her that, Don. We should have got her all involved, ready to get in one, and then deal with it. <laughs> Well, maybe we should. Maybe we should. So what are they, Dodd? When they get all done at the end of the night, they go get the water truck, and they water the racetrack down till it's standing, from what I understand. I haven't seen it. I'm looking forward to it. And then they let the cars go out. They're basically like they used to pack the track with, and they race, or they attempt to race. The harder you try to go, the worse you are, from what <laughs> I understand. <laughs> So it's it's quite an exciting deal, and then they'll have uh, uh, vintage sprint cars and modifieds also. So it should be a a really really good show, and I know that they will get everybody out in record time as always. They I think they well I know they have eleven thirty curfew, so uh, it'll be uh, it'll be exciting. So well, Jack, I think it's going to be a great night for us to be there. Yeah, and I have to tell you, Don, were you at East Bay uh, this past week? East, or you were at Charlotte? I was with my other series. That's right. Man, you're you're a busy guy. Now, you're on top of uh, the state of sprint car racing in Florida. Probably is, probably is better than anybody, dirt and asphalt. So you have a series that you run, the checkered flag sprints. You were at Charlotte. And uh, how's that one going? Other than That's the fact that... great. We had 17 cars there Saturday night. Yeah. Uh, the week before we raced at Citrus, we had 18 cars there. Uh, it's just growing and becoming better and better all the time. That's a nice, when, consistent car count. When are you going? When can we expect to see a bounty on Mr. Butler? Uh, we're talking about it as we as you talk now. Uh, Wait a minute, a bounty on Keith? Yeah, he's won five straight shows. Yeah, how dare him? <laughs> right. The next time he wins, so somebody better take him out, and they get five thousand dollars if they take. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing that I don't want to happen. I don't want it to turn. Yeah, into, that's what guys know. always say that are the victim of the bounty. They always say, "Well, you hexed me, man. You put an X on my back, and they took me out." Okay, so by a bounty, you mean an, a bonus for somebody to beat Keith in the next yeah, race? Exactly. Exactly. Hey, they got to beat him on the track, though. Well, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Well, no, I mean that they can't start on the pole and win the race and claim it. Yeah. Don't they have to pass him? Uh, well, it just depends on how you set it up. I mean, he's, he started ninth Saturday night. I think he started eighth or ninth the night before uh, or the week before at Citrus. Um you know, yeah, Keith doesn't have to start on the pole to win. Yeah, this is like multiple racetracks. Yeah. It's mul- lots of cars. Multiple positions to start. Yeah. He's doing something. What's he doing? What's he got going? I think uh, let him go. I can I can tell you this. He worked very hard at it. Uh, this is this is his life, uh, and uh, he's he's very serious about racing. He is the and, only Don. I will tell you this. He is the only sprint car racer that I know of in Florida that I can recall. I may be, if I'm mm-hmm. missing something, please let me know. Call and let us know. But he sends out his own press release emails. That's right. I get weekly from that him. That keeps an update for fans around the state on what he's doing. And to my knowledge, he is the only sprint car racer in the state of Florida that does that. 
That, to my knowledge, that that's also true. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know, and I can't speak for the other classes of cars that race throughout the state, but I don't know of many others that send out that type of deal either. Yeah, there's not a lot. Blake Coke that we were just talking about, uh, he does that. Um, okay. There's not very many. You're yeah. right. How do you say his name? <laughs> Quit it, Rob. I knew you were going to Coke, though. He said it earlier. Well, I don't remember. He's now. Coke, Cook. Is this an inside cook. Joke? Cook. Yeah. cook. It's Cook. Blake Cook. No, it's Cook. We, we had somebody pronounce his name different. We didn't know who they were talking about. Bill Green. Oh, okay. They explained who they were talking about, and then we realized that we were pronouncing his name wrong. But I right. thought we asked him how to pronounce it. We did. And he said? Coke. That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Maybe we were right. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, Keith is... Uh, as long as you call him out. That's yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, so anyway, Keith, Keith Butler's definitely got it going on, man. Uh, that's right. a, five races in a row. Mm-hmm. Scary. Hey, well, you know, karma. karma's a strange thing. And remember all the good deeds that Keith has been doing besides racing. He's been that's doing right. good deeds. So those things, you know, turn around and the Lord looks out for those that look out for others. But, you know, it is... Well, I think you're right there. And, and uh, you know, it... Everybody seems to be enjoying themselves racing with the checkered flag series, and it's uh, it's back to having fun and enjoying the races and the camaraderie between the the drivers. That they stand around in between races and they talk, and uh, a lot of that had got away from the racing, and and now it seems to be back with our series, and it's it's much more enjoyable and and a lot of fun. Uh, People are coming to the races now and saying they're going to come and race with us, or they're starting to race with us, and hey, we're having fun again, or this is enjoyable, and we all know that we're not going to make a living at it, and we're not going to make money at it. We're just trying to pay somewhat of our expenses and our cost of our hobby and 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 enjoy it and if you don't enjoy it then you then you know why would you do it you know why would you put yourself through all that so so it's, tell, all, it's been less than a year hasn't it that you started up the series uh, out there at actually the we started it in february of 2008 so it's been right just over a year mm-hmm. things have really doing solid for you that's great and now you're going into what your fourth race with the Top Gun? Is that the fourth or? No, this is the third. Third, third race. We, we cannot seem to be able to get the race in at um, North Florida Speedway for one reason or another. The last reason was we got rained out. We do have it rescheduled for June the 27th. That will be um, a little over what a month? Little, no, I guess it's a, quite a bit more than a month. Maybe six weeks, something like that, before we'll be running again after this May 8th, 9th show. So I uh, look forward to that. The Top Gun series, uh, we've had 29 different drivers receive points in our series for the two shows that we have run. Uh, the last show, we started out, it's just like anything else that you start. We started with 15 cars the first show. The next show, we had 25 cars. So I'm very happy with that. Um, again, they seem to be having an enjoyable time and enjoying racing, and you know that's that's what it's all about, really. Uh, putting on a show for the spectators, 
we're only entertainers. We're not, uh, I don't know, you know, we, sometimes we forget that. We have to make it a, an exciting and entertaining show for the, for the general public, or they won't come back and they don't want you to, they don't care whether you come there and race again or not. So Yeah, like Steve Doerr. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess that's other inside. He just had a problem up there, TCMP, and yeah. want to leave the racetrack. Yeah, listen, I've been in the same shoes that he was in, in the same position, felt like doing the same thing, other than I just wanted to run people over. But and Steve got chased just, by the tow truck operator. Don, I was just. But you don't act out. That's the deal. You're not supposed to act out. You you said the words that were just uh, that the race cars drivers are just entertainers, and about four or five very entertaining race car drivers popped into my head at that moment when you said that because sometimes the things that race car drivers do to entertain fans yeah. goes totally against what the promoters would like them to do to mm-hmm. entertain fans, yes. but they entertain them nonetheless. And it makes the fans come back because they want to see uh, if the crazy man's so going to do it again. Absolutely. At Saturday night, Rob, listen to me, Saturday night, at, at uh, they had 18 cars, I believe it was, and I think it was a pure stock class. Uh, Jim Barnes, the announcer at North Florida Speedway, will be on with us next week, and I'll, we'll have to remember to ask him about this. But these two guys, it was a shortened race, and these two guys end up uh, into a, a, an altercation on the track. And as the one who wins comes to the, you know, the winner's circle, the other one flies into the winner's circle, smashes, not smashes, bangs into his car. The two cars get their bumpers hooked together. Mm-hmm. So now they're locked together right in front of the grandstands. Both drivers jump out as if they're ready to go at it. Mm-hmm. The Stands are going crazy. The pa- fans are loving this, right? It's the gladiator syndrome. Of course, they broke it up, and that was cool and everything. But that was entertainment. You know, I'm sorry. It was. <laughs> and that's what people go home and talk about and tell their friends. So, But, but Don, you bring a different kind of entertainment, don't you? Well, I hope so. I mean, I'm I'm not saying that that you don't need some of that. But um, I hope that we're maybe a little bit above that type of entertainment and uh, we put on a very professional show and try to put on a an entertaining race there are people that go to see races and not wrestling matches too you know Uh, like the old saying you know i went to the races and a boxing match broke out well we'd like for it to be that you went to the races and a race that you know was held so that's a fact There's nothing, it's a little bit different, you know, when you get uh, uh, on asphalt or dirt, you get a whole bunch of sprint cars out on the track, and uh, it is, uh, it's a show uh, a little unlike um, the other uh, classes that race on the track. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things that that you have to have a little more respect and a little more courtesy, because when you start running over wheels with those, with the the full-bodied cars, the wheels and tires are up underneath the car somewhat, and they're protected. When you run one of these sprint cars over another wheel, I can attest to it many years ago, you go for a ride. Um, and usually it, it's not very pleasant when you come down. I mean, either, either you're upside down or you're going for a ride into the fence or something like that usually. If you run over some wheels, you're, 
you're out of control. Air brakes don't work up there. So not not to mention the fact that they cost more. You you, you could you could wreck a whole lot of uh, value in Microsoft stock when you uh, wreck one of them things. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It uh, it doesn't take long. Um, you know, and uh, so you know most most of the time. We just don't have that beating and banging and slamming around that uh, that occurs with some of the others, and and I think some of it is just the fact that they know they can get away with it because it all it's going to do is spin a car out or something like that, you know, and and um, usually when you start slamming these sprint cars together, they usually go airborne, and tire over a tire, and away you go. So. It's it's not very nice when you do that. So is uh, Gene Lasker uh, going to be running there Saturday night? Um, I haven't called and talked to him. I know he had a motor problem, and I'm not sure whether he ran this last Saturday night. They had their regular E-Space Sprint Series races, which is basically the same cars. They just are not classified as Top Gun at that time. The only reason is the... Just they they run their their bi monthly series and then the ours are a special events. So, uh, but I don't think that he was ready to run there. But I I have every idea that he will be uh, there and racing uh, just because he's a racer. Yeah, I mean, and he likes to win. Yeah, yeah, that is uh, in his book. Second sucks. <laughs> as simple as that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, you know it's it's like, can you tell me who the second man on the moon was? Nobody knows. So good point. Same deal. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to being up at East Bay Raceway Park this Saturday night and uh, checking out okay, for the first now, time the Top Gun really Sprint. Want me to, CC? I'll talk to Todd and see if I can get you a ride. <laughs> oh, thank you. Okay, I mean, I really would look out for you. I'll I'll be happy just to start your race Saturday night. <laughs> okay, all right, that'll uh, be fine. By the way, Don, uh, yes. the second man on the moon was Buzz Aldrin. I was going to say that, but I was okay. Okay. I I was looking it up on Google to make absolutely <laughs> sure not to embarrass yourself. <laughs> but exactly, that, that's what I thought too. Okay, inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> exactly, Don, you never knew I was that smart, did you? No, sir, I did not, but I will give you credit. <laughs> hey, Don, thanks a lot for spending some time with us on Inside Florida Racing. We'll talk we'll to you. We'll see you Saturday. Saturday night. All right. I look forward to seeing all of you. Yes. Right, Take it easy, Don. Thank you. Bye. That's, oh, he's such a nice guy. Yeah, he is. Hey, Rob, that was pretty good, man. I, I was sitting here thinking Buzz Aldrin, and I started typing it into Google just to make sure. I, just, I knew it was, but I'm thinking Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear. I was going to say Buzz Lightyear, but <laughs> you know you're a parent. Didn't want him to think that I didn't really know who it was. But. Hildebrand Jewelers, mm, Driver of the Month. That's a uh, now. Are we going to save that for the very last moment? Or are we going to have okay. Ken Kenny on next? It's supposed to go. Who's the Driver of the Month going to be? And then go to commercial. Really? <laughs> Why don't we talk to Ken first? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Because Ken's going to want to talk, and that will give us a reason to, like, okay. keep it under control. Because we could be here tomorrow night if we get Ken on. I uh, know. 
No, have fun. <laughs> Go to sleep. We'll be right back with Ken Kenny. And hey, if you uh, are up in the Putnam Speedway area, they want you to know that this uh, Saturday night, racing starts at 7 with the gates opening at 5. Florida Sprint Cars, TQ Late Models, Hobby Stocks, Pure Stocks, Mini Stocks, and Bombers. That's at Putnam Speedway this weekend. Hey, you know, Cece Brooks, I, I happen to think that yeah. Ken Kenny is a Jimmy Buffett kind of guy. What do you think? Like you, you I, think, I he's think a, he is. I, I can see him kicking back, you yeah, know, on the I beach think, with a I cold margarita. Yeah. <laughs> what do you That's think, That's if we can Ken? get him away from a racetrack long enough. Yeah. Ken, Ken, are you a Jimmy Buffett kind of guy? You like? Uh... Uh, I, I like Jimmy Buffett, buddy. When I do kick back, I do. People always think I'm mad when I finally do get away and shut down because I'm real quiet then. Hey, Ken. If, that, if you can believe that, Jack. Yeah, okay, I'll believe it. I'm it's sure, a trick. I'm sure every now and then you like to get a uh, drink a little bit, and you're probably, uh, you probably lay, kick back and uh, have a good time a little bit. So, I, that, that is a fact. Um, but I will <laughs> tell you, I hadn't, I hadn't got to even drink a little bit. I'd, I'd like to drink a little bit. <laughs> a little bit more, even. <laughs> but, but I, uh... Well, but I haven't got to do that lately. Well, you're with what you got coming up in your future, that may well become a possibility. My friend, you're getting ready to open a racetrack. We talked to Billy Osborne earlier tonight, um, not only about the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series adventure in North Florida Speedway, but about the, the uh, opening of uh, Henry County Motorsports Park. We talked to Bill Green, of course, uh, about that as well. So uh, are you excited? I am. I, I really am. I, you know, I was sitting here when you were doing the talking, and I had different kind of emotions come across me than than when I did the series. You know, um, you did this this is a, a totally different situation. Uh, you know, dealing with a lot more people. You know, from a lot. Uh, I'm glad I did it this way. Let's put it this way. I'm glad I did it inside out. I'm glad I did the uh, series first and got to travel around and check out other people's racetracks from the inside. And then ventured into doing the track. I, doing the track first and then doing a series, I don't think that would have been the way to go. I think, you know, the, the traveling around has taught me a lot about the different facilities and the yeses and the noes of it. So I'm, I've, you know, real excited. I mean, extremely excited. If you know what I mean about the, uh, doing it in this order, I think this is, was the way to go. Yeah. So on July 18th, uh, things get underway. Of course, now, Prior to that, there's going to be several days of practice in June and, and also in sure. in July. And 
where's the track at right now? Just to give people an overview of where the game is at right now. Okay, this is exactly where it's at because I was there, you know, when I got back from uh, North Florida Speedway, I kind of sat around a little bit yesterday resting. And, uh, you know, about mid-afternoon, I say through, well, late afternoon, 3, 4 o'clock, I told my wife, I said, you want to go out to the racetrack? And we uh, took off out there and uh, there was 115 loads on the track and all of them were spread, the entire 115 loads. And uh, we still had the back stretch to do a little bit of it. And, uh, Today, I haven't talked to Larry yet because, you know, this is my go-collect-money night. Um, but I, uh, bottom line, I, I imagine they got another 50, 60 loads on there. I probably got 180, 185 loads on the track now, um, and we'll spend the next couple of days knocking that down, spreading it out. So the, the surface is coming great, you know, coming along. I had some volunteers call tonight to uh, get us some more disc help you know, some discs and things like that, really mix up that old sand that was on there with this clay because we've gone from one extreme to the other. Uh, you know, it was, a, it was a real sandy surface, and now we've got, I believe, as pure clay as anybody in Florida, if not more so. So we got to mix a little of that sand in it so we can get the moisture down in it. And uh, the bleachers are completely, uh, the old bleachers on the front straightaway, all the boards uh, on the bottom have been replaced. They're all painted. Everything's done. The only bleacher that needs any painting at all is the one up on the hill over in turn one and two in the pits. Um, you know, the concession stand's coming. Uh, the ticket booths, I've ordered big ticket buildings, actual ticket buildings. Um, you know, a lot of, you know, if you went there today, you'd see a lot of improvement, but not near what's going to be done in the next three weeks. You know, the office is all framed out. Um, on the bottom, but it'll, it'll all have new vinyl siding and, you know, all windows and doors, everything first class, you know, modern. Um, you know, we, we've got a ways to go in the future, you know, only because of the site development plan type issues, you know, the stuff that the county still has to approve. But um, I'll be there tomorrow night um, laying out, you know, every single solitary thing that's in the future, because if you put everything on that future, you go by today's codes no matter when you build it, you follow me, but if you don't put things on there. You know, if you want two, three-story hotel that you might build 10 years from now, you better put it on there now. And that's kind of what we're doing. But I think people by July will be extremely uh, shocked in how it looked compared to how and how it looks now. Well, I'm really looking forward to it. I am um, going just jonesing, jonesing to be down there and watching some racing there, Ken. And uh, really, I have the I have the date marked on my calendar and looking forward to uh, rounding up a bunch of my friends and bringing them with me out there on July 18th. And uh, excited because um, Bill Bill has invited me to come up into the uh, booth with him and, and help and, him. And Bill is a very happy man that you actually uh, thought so much of him as to open on his birthday. He yes. was thrilled about that yes, earlier he, tonight That, that was show. a very sweet birthday oh, gift yeah. you're giving him, Ken. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Maybe we'll take him out on Friday night for his birthday. You know. Sounds good. So, so that's the nuts and bolts of the of the physical part of the racetrack. But give give people an idea of what you envision for the show that you're going to bring to South Florida for July 18th or just ongoing. No, just in general terms, like what you you know what what do you see? How do you uh, you know what what kind of of uh, circus do you plan to? Create what kind of stick do you have to keep people to come there? I understand. I, um, <laughs> you, you know, I do. I understand. I, I, again, I, I take it back to the series. I, I really believe 
learning how to take a traveling show somewhere um, has given me some insight of how to do it at the racetrack. Because here's the deal. People come to see variety, I believe, and if you see the same old, same old all the time, uh, you know, people get tired, you know, and you attract different people with different gimmicks. I mean, you have a demolition derby, you got a different crowd. You, you know, you do a, like, you know, just different events, different things. The sprint cars. See, I've got a big up on that compared to, I believe, the other racetracks. See, when you got Putnam, Lake City, Volusia, and East Bay all within a certain proximity as far as dirt tracks, forget even the fact that Citrus and, um, you know, the asphalt track up in uh, Lake City's there and that kind of thing, they haven't seen full-size sprint cars down here. You know, the, uh, the local people, you know, the people that we kind of drag out through promotions, you know, uh, you know, you, those people haven't seen sprint cars down here. They haven't seen late malls on a regular basis. They haven't seen modifieds at all except when we brought them there. So the local people, I think, will be able to drag out a lot. And with me being a hometown boy, there's people, the majority, I would say more don't than do. And you couldn't say that, I don't think, in Gibsonton, Florida, near East Bay. I think more people do know it's there than don't. In our area, I truly believe that more locals don't know it's there than do know it's there. Mm-hmm. And and that will never be the case with me being involved, for, for sure. Yep. Know, just because, of, for no other reason that I'm a well-known person in this area, involved in a lot of different things over the years. So the local flavor will be there. Um, what I envision, um, I, you know, well, Bruce Pudding, I'm going to throw the first 10,000 win ever late model race and on dirt in South Florida. I mean, it's never happened. Nothing nowhere near that. You know, they thought 3000 was a huge deal, and then seven, and we're going to do a $10,000 one-day deal and, and be profitable at it, too. You know what I mean? Hey, Ken, are you going to have a parade uh, on your first night that you open? Are you going to have a parade that day? <laughs> I hear you. That's, hey, that's I a nice deal, Did he know? I, I hear you. Yeah, you know what? You, every time you talk to somebody, they come up with a great idea. You know, that. That's not the end of the world. That that is a decent idea to go down the main street there, but but yeah, with all know, the race cars, and then you end up almost like a bull run. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Ken. I'm really looking forward to uh, working with you on Kicks Country and spreading the word, you know, across Southwest Florida and uh, giving my listeners chances to win free tickets to come and, and experience your track. It is absolutely, you know. I mentioned this to Ken the other day, and I follow this on a daily basis. But, and I was explaining, I had a conversation with the promoter today, and I was kind of explaining this. This is a cool thing. You know, people talk about the economy, and you know, it's not mm-hmm. so good. Well, racing attendance around Florida has been pretty good this year at most tracks. Not all, but most tracks have had very good attendance. Charlotte County, Lee County, down in that zone. It, there's one of the most depressed markets for real estate in the country, not just in Florida, in the country. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of people out of work. And, and you, as you know, Cece, mm-hmm. you work in this environment. It's yeah. a tough economic times for a lot of people. But amazingly, Bobby Deal at Charlotte County has one of the best, he has probably the best overall attendance figures in the state of Florida, at least for asphalt, it's guaranteed. I mean, yeah. and, and I think for dirt, too. In total, Charlotte County, the Stone Crabs baseball team, and the Fort Myers Miracle, they are the two top teams in drawing attendance in the Florida State League. Stone which Crabs, includes, easy, 2,500. Which com- they're averaging yeah. 3,400. The, the Miracle is averaging like 2,900. Mm-hmm. 
and those two teams, they're playing people from all over Florida. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying is, Ken, the people down in South Florida are ready mm-hmm. and willing to go spend money for entertainment. Especially if you're going to treat them well and keep them entertained. Yeah. And you price tickets I, right. I, I truly believe. You know, I, I mean this. You know, you guys met me really about three years ago, but the truth of the matter is, and I actually seen Jack running around the racetracks even back when I raced and was around the races watching, but uh, really didn't know him. But I, I believe that I have a lot of knowledge about racing, not maybe per se about running a racetrack, but racing. And I think for, as a fan, I, I've been a fan forever. I was a driver for you know, at least a decade, and I um, now have had the chance to have the series and uh, promote. So I really think, you know, I want to be a, uh, a friendly place, fan-friendly, driver-friendly, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think Mike Peters at Ocala, uh, I think a lot, you know, when I went there, I, I feel like Mike himself is like that, but Mike is not as outgoing as I am. You know what I mean? I think Mike does a fabulous job. Right. But, and I've learned a lot from Mike, a tremendous amount, but I think if you have the outgoingness with it, I mean, you know, in the in the staff, the people that I hope to put around me, I, I think we're going to put on a good a good show. And, and I think I envision myself being the guy, seriously, dealing with the head cases and the problem guys and the guys that everybody else runs off because I truly don't want to run anybody off. You understand what I'm saying? And one thing I've noticed that I really don't like as I've traveled is with everybody, I've seen this this particular track say, well, you know, I hope that guy doesn't come. And this guy, I don't want him there. Well, I want them all there. You understand what I'm saying? And somebody's really, you know, if they're a head case or do, do some real crazy stuff over a period of time, maybe, uh, maybe I'll change my attitude and there'll be people I do want to run off. But going into this thing, you know, I want to take the guy that maybe you know, has had some issues at other places or whatever and, and, you know, try to make them feel at home and give them a new beginning also as well as all the, you know, the, you understand where I'm coming from a little bit? I don't want to run any customers off. Sure. You know what I mean? Oh, exactly. And I've... At least give them all a bunch of people a second chance, maybe. At least give them a week. Well, I've seen... I mean, you could even let Rob come race at your track. (laughs) I hear you. Well, I'll just decide, though. I've seen a lot of guys... um, I have heard a lot of promoters, should I say, track promoters, say, well, we don't need this guy, and I don't care if this class don't come back, and I don't care about this, I don't care about that, and I think it's the wrong attitude, you know what I mean? I, I, you can bank on this, and you asked me about Southwest Florida or South Florida. I believe that there's a huge factor on the East Coast between all the way from Fort Pierce-Stewart, which was always obvious around Thunder Cross and Clueston, that goes all the way to Miami. And you've got that Hialeah factor, and I think there is a massive amount of guys that would have built dirt cars or are going to try this deal because it's the closest racetrack to them, and the only reason they didn't do it before is because the place was so on again, off again. You know what I mean? And why build a dirt car to drive five, six hours all the way to Volusia or up to, uh, you know, East Bay. I mean, it's like the other end of the world for both of, you know, both of those places for these guys down in Miami, Hialeah, Fort Lauderdale. And I truly believe that I'm going to get a huge amount of those guys. uh, Yeah, they're two or three states away from you, man. Exactly, as we talked. But in the series, you know, we put together a first-class series. You know what I'm saying? We're having some of the same, you know, issues as everybody else. 
in a traveling deal, you know, because if we go to a track where the economy is down, like you said, the attendance is down, we've boosted their attendance tremendously. But, you know, the, the traveling cars, there is an economic problem with cars traveling. So your your car numbers are down. Your attendance, as you pointed out, Jack, at North Florida Speedway was up. You know, attendance down, car, I mean, cars down, attendance up. Right. Well, my, my thing is, I know what everybody's thinking out there. They can say what they, other than you guys that know me or different ones, they're thinking that, hey, this is the armpit of the racing world because it has been over a period of time. And I can assure you, just based on the series, I got the same reaction when I wanted to start a series. You know, are you going to have rules? You know, are you really going to make, you know, any, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Are you going to be professional? They really thought that it's sort of like a baseball team that shows up with no uniforms. I kind of think that's what they expected to come of the United Dirt League Mall Challenge Series when I first started it. And I assure you that's what a lot of people are thinking about this down here, that that's what it's going to be. And I'm going to tell you, here to tell you right now that I will never, ever allow that to happen, ever, ever, ever. Um, you know, anybody that knows me, I try to go above and beyond, you know, my means, and, and I will uh, make this a first-class deal. It may take a few years, uh, be, and I'll tell you the truth now. The county's pushing me more than they were before, and we have – probably put ourselves eight months ahead of where we're going to be on when we submit this site development plan so it may not take three years you know but anyway long story short the improvements will be many 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 as we go quick quick as i can humanly make them happen you know all right kid well we're looking forward to it and i am very much looking forward to your support and cc i can still remember you sitting up in the stands on the uh turn one and two yeah when we were there with the sand hitting you blasting you and me in the face yep and that that's a goal that when you come back that ain't happening whether you're in the tower or bill green obviously or down in one one and two that was my major thing because i feel like you know that, that old deal you build it they'll come well i think if you put a good surface on a racetrack dirt car Dirt racers will come. You know what I mean? Oh, I agree. All and right. the fans will come, too. Color it blue. All right. Color it blue, then, uh, then that when they get dirt all over them, they'll be stained blue, and everybody will know where they've been. There you have it. That's Ken Kenny. The, uh, I appreciate you guys, man. I really appreciate the opportunity to be on here. All right, Ken. Well, we'll thanks, talk Ken. to you, man. Talk to you later. Later, guys. And there you Bye. have it. Ken Kenny, owner, promoter, Henry County Motorsports Park, United Dirt Lake Model wait. Challenge Series. And uh, he had something, one thing that's uh, absolutely, I, you know, I'm glad he said it because uh, it is true. I think that uh, Bobby Deal learned a tremendous amount of uh, knowledge about how the show part of a racetrack mm -hmm. can be better by his experience over 10 years of traveling around to racetracks, tra race doing mm -hmm. fast trucks uh, in Florida and Georgia. I think Todd Hutto... Uh, same thing, learned a tremendous amount running the various series, starting with the Florida Mini Stock Challenge Series. And I think those guys learned a lot, and, and I know Ken has, obviously, as he said. And uh, Who is the Hildebrand Jewelers? Driver of the Month. Driver of the Month. For April. We'll be right back. We're going to have a little... Uh, hello, little, hello, hello. Two minutes of fame. Hey, are you there? No, no. He, they said the 
House phone's dead. Can you call him on his cell phone? He said, call him on his cell phone. I'll give you the number. This is live radio. Live radio. It doesn't get any better than this. <laughs> okay. Tell him to get ready. Tell him to get ready. Yeah, we've got yeah. it. Don't don't give it out. We're on the air. Okay. okay. All right. All righty. Well, uh, I guess I can tease you uh, about who our April Driver of the Month is. Um, the April Driver of the Month has done well at Volusia as well as Ocala. Um, he is a, a small team, meaning small money, doing a lot of things on his own. And his specialty is attention to detail. And he's been uh, doing a really good job uh, coming from the rear, driving to the front um, of, uh, you know, large fields of cars. And winning uh, races. And new races. And, um. And that's all I can really say now because we want to get him on the line. This You have to realize that when we announce our driver of the month, we do not call them ahead of time. We uh, we do not let them know to expect a call from us. It, that's why sometimes we have a hard time tracking them down and getting them on the line. Because we To make this a surprise, we never call the people ahead of time. We call them on the air like we now have Grady Christian with us. Grady. Hey. Hey, welcome to Inside Florida Racing. I'm just curious. Uh, my, I'm Cece Brooks, and you're joined by uh, Jack Smith and Rob Bonehead Elding. And do you have any idea why you're on Inside Florida Racing? Uh, uh, probably because I've been winning some races. Well, that's very good. And uh, we want to acknowledge that you've been winning races, and you have... Let me say this. I'm getting uh, hand Gra- signals. Let, let me explain something. Grady, every month um, you're on Inside Florida Racing, which is part of the Real Racing uh, USA deal, just along with the show Dirt World that you were on just recently. Uh, every month we uh, present a, uh, a uh, an award from Hildebrand Jewelers. Uh, it's the Hildebrand Jewelers Inside Florida Racing Driver of the Month. All right. And, uh, and then... At the end of the year, uh, we choose a uh, a winner from among the drivers to receive the Hildebrand Jewelers uh, championship ring. style ring. And in 2008, that winner was Johnny Collins. Johnny Collins won the, the won ring, the ring last, yep. last year. And uh, go ahead, Cece. And so we want to uh, let you know that you have been nominated um, and you have won for the month of April. So congratulations. Cool. So we have a lovely, a lovely uh, plaque for you, and now you're in the running for the uh, ring at the end of the year. All right. Yeah. Ring, like, if you won this ring, would you wear it? Uh, I don't know. With the line of work, I might not wear it every day, but I'd wear it from time to time. I don't wear my wedding ring, so if I wore that, my wife would probably shoot me. <laughs> it looks better than your wedding ring. Oh, yeah. it's a gorgeous ring. It looks like a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, and, and Grady, and for fans who who don't know. Um, you know, one of the things that really, I mean, of course, you've been winning a lot of races at Volusia uh, Speedway Park this year. One race in particular this month, uh, you had a little incident on the track in the early part of the race. Ran, uh, You and Kevin Durden got together, and you got sent to the rear, and, uh, and uh, you came back. I think there was like 20 cars or something like that, whatever it was. You came back to the, to the front and won the race, and uh, Joe said, so Joe Linebarrier told me that you said something on the order of that you're a big guy and it don't do to get you mad. <laughs> yeah, it was just some hard racing, you know. I watched the video of it, and you know, it wasn't 
Yeah, I knew Kevin didn't do it intentionally, you know, nothing like that. But, I mean, just at the time, you know, and he had been the same way if I had touched him. And, you know, all drivers are the same. If they get touched, no matter what, if it was intentional or not, it kind of fires you up at first. And it did, you know, it fired me up. And it just, you know, and I wanted to win that race because Kevin come to Ocala Friday night, and I didn't run, and he come down there, and my nephew finished second to him. And then, and he never comes around these regular shows. I mean, if it ain't paying, you know, 500 or 1,000 or plus to win, Kevin don't come, you know. And, right. And all of a sudden, out of blue, Kevin shows up at Ocala, and Kevin shows up at Ocala. I mean, he shows up at Ocala on Friday night, and that blue's on Saturday night, you know. And I'm like, you know, you know what's going on? You know, I was like, he just made a trip down there, you know, like, you know, it's almost like he got called down there to try to, you know, to try to outrun it, you know, and, and you know, and so he come down there, you know, and he was running good, and I was leading the race, he was running second, and we got together and turned one down there, and got sent in the rear, and he won at Ocala that Friday night, my nephew runs second time, you know, and I'm just like, you know, this can't, you know, I don't want this to happen, you know, we win, you know, when there's nobody here, and now, you know, Kevin comes down here, I don't want to lose this race to him, and then it fired me up because, you know, we got together, but it worked out good. Ended up, you know, you had to come from the rear, you know, but the track was good that night. You know, if we wouldn't have had a track, but that had some moisture in it and could run the outside like, you know, like I had to and, you know, stuff like that. But it all worked out. We did end up winning it, and it was probably one of the most exciting victories I've had in in the years I've been racing. You know, we won 21 the year before last, and, you know, and this one here probably just that feature win there just kind of topped all of them off. Well, you know, earlier tonight we had we were talking with Don Ream, a promoter in the sprint uh, sprint car world in Florida, and you have a guy in that series, Keith Butler, who's won five races in a row, and you know he started talking about that, and we asked him about it, and he's talking about how how much attention to detail that uh, that uh, Keith Butler has, and I started thinking about the various guys that I know that that win a lot pay an extreme amount of attention to the details and really work on their cars all week. And I know you do the same thing. Tell us about that. Well, I mean, like I said, we, you know, my brother Charlie, my nephew Charles, and my brother Bo, and, you know, and my whole family, you know, I mean, we just, you know, we work right here out of our, you know, right here in the backyard, and, you know, we got our own shop and everything. And, and um, I had a, you know, we got a newborn baby. He was born in December, and we just, I don't get to go out, you know, like I said, it's right out back here. I mean, 100 yards from the house. I don't get to go out there like I used to and, and spend the time on the race cars and stuff like that. I mean, but if it wasn't for Charlie and Charles, I, you know, I, I, there's no way possible I could do it this year. But, I mean, they're very understanding. I mean, he, he fixes my car up when it comes in here and, you know, during the week and stuff like that. And, you know, I mean, we, yeah, I mean, we work hard on, on Saturdays. I'm out there, you know, before we go to races, going over everything. Last year I run twice, you know, we run Friday and Saturday nights every week. The night Volusia was closed, we would find somewhere if it was within striking distance, we'd run up and race, you know. But uh, this year, I'm pretty much, you know, limiting myself to once a week. Whoever's running, if Volusia's running, that's where I'm going to be. You know, because it's 25 minutes from the house, it's on Saturday night. You know, but uh, Charles this year, he's running, he's been running twice a week. And uh, But yeah, it takes a lot of, you know, it takes a lot of work and everything. And, uh, and that's what, and Charlie and Charlie, that's what he does. He does nothing else. He don't hunt. He don't fish. He does absolutely nothing else. He he strives on racing and and he and he wants to win. He don't want to run second or third. You know, he wants one of our cars to be up front. And so far this year, Volusia have been six races, and uh, I've won five of them, and Charles won the other one. So we've pretty you know we've won every race over there so far this year. But yeah, you know, but the more you win, the more you get picked on, and 
you know, they start picking your car apart and finding any little bitty thing on there. But, you know, that's understandable. You know, but we just fix it and come back and, you know, and try to beat them again. There you go. What do you think of all that, Rob? Well, that's why he's the driver of the month. There you go. That's right. Congratulations. Thank you. Hildebrand Jewelers, Inside Florida Racing. Real Racing USA, there's a lot of stuff to get in on that driver of the month. Congratulations, man. We'll, uh, Grady, we'll be uh, getting in touch with you, get your plaque over to you, and uh, we'll probably have Joe maybe just present it to you there at the track, man. All right. That'd be nice. I appreciate it. All right. Good okay. game. Congratulations. Thank you, Grady. Congratulations. Congratulations. Have a nice evening. Okay. Thank you. All right. Okay. There you go, Rob and Cece. You just made another race car driver really happy. Aw, that's such a nice feeling. Isn't it? Yes, it is. It's pretty well, cool. Well, we didn't get a hold of Don tonight. Uh, Don, their own. Yeah, he he called me Don. back. He called me back, but we had problems hooking up. I don't know. Maybe he just didn't want to talk to us. I don't know. Well, guys, we did it. We've got another show in the can. Yes, as a matter of fact, uh, we're getting very close to 100. Wow. Really? Yeah. We'll yeah. have to throw a party. A hundred? Do something special. Yeah. We're getting very close to 100. Some kind of live on-location show. I think we're in the high 80s. I believe. We'll have to broadcast live from someplace. Do something special. Yeah. Rob? Imagine that. It's time to go. Good night, Rob. Good night, Jack. Good night, everyone. And thank you for tuning in to Inside Florida Racing. Remember, this weekend, go to a racetrack near you. Yeah. Somewhere. Hey, Rob, come join Jack and us, Jack and me, and the crew up at East Bay Saturday night. Come on down, Rob. Okay, good night, y'all. When you do the St. Pete Boogie, you really going to have a ball. When you do the St. Pete Boogie, you really going to have a ball. To do the safety boogie, I'm gonna jump until I fall. I've got to do the safety boogie. I'm gonna jump until I fall.